Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today, and welcome to episode 306 of the Ham Radio Podcast. I'm going to turn up my volume in a sec. Turn it this up. One. Yeah, you gentlemen can introduce still- yourself, by the way. Yes. Yeah, oh, I didn't know if we did a false okay. start. Let's go. We no, no, we're, gonna, right. we're not even going to uh, edit that. Sup, everybody. This is Carrick with ACG. Yep. Hello. I am Dustin with Last Stand Media. Welcome back. I was like, are we are we starting to stop it? Yeah, I didn't sorry. know what was I thought, going on. I thought when I bent over, you guys were going to do it anyway, because I didn't say, like, oh, I'm stopping. So <laughs> I didn't call for a stoppage of play. Uh, I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, we're a little we're a little rusty. It's been a, a week. We took a week off um, just because the way our show timed out with its Sunday release um, and its Friday release for patrons, uh, we just felt with it conflicting with e, uh, E3 that we would just decide, let's do a post-E3 show talking about what we like, what we didn't like, the stinkers, the lovers of E3. And so that's this week's show. We're really excited about it, and it's good to be back, and we'll be back on a weekly basis now. Just E3 and holiday periods are typically uh, a struggle to maneuver. So uh, we thank you for being here. Uh, if you are new here, we've had some new listeners coming in from maybe Defining Duke or Sacred Symbols. Um, this is Ham Radio Podcast's laid-back show. It's pretty much different every week at this point. We're, we've had a, a different number of guests or – hosts and uh it's just a very relaxed show um where we talk about the latest in gaming so if you like that then by all means sign up uh and there's a patreon in the description for early access but it's not just me here who's doing all the fun stuff i have dustin i have carrick gentlemen i always like to ask what have you been up to but especially this time around carrick you're probably sick of me we've done like three shows this week <laughs> dustin i haven't talked to you this in a while outside of dms so whoever would like to go first and just give us the update what's been happening Go for it, Derek. Oh, I have. I mean, I don't really have anything. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's anything new, is there? Mm. Uh, no, no. I think because we've already. I mean, most people are probably overlapping. So, and I'm not playing right. anything right now that I can talk about. Um, I don't think I can talk about. It. Yeah. So right now, it's just mum's the word. Mum's the word. Okay. Yep. Well, let me think here. What's new with me since it's been a little while? Uh. Nothing incredible other than just, you know, we put out a, a, a shit ton of podcasts and very long podcasts yes. for E3. So everyone, if you're a part of the Last Stand Media Patreon, you've been eating very well. And just, uh, you know, I was streaming the E3 events and that was really fun. So thanks everybody for coming out to that. Appreciate it. And now, you know, it's, it's Friday and like... I'm sure it's, you're in the same boat as me that like basically E3 started last Wednesday, Thursday ish. And then it just kind of rolled through the weekend. And then once E3 was over, it was just normal schedule. So it's just like this week has been like more like a week and a half, almost two full weeks in a row. So I'm excited that it's done. You know, tomorrow I'm going to just hang out, uh, play games. Speaking of, I still have had some time to play games. So do we want to talk about what we've been playing, or is this a separate? Um, Let me think. Do I have anything to say early in this episode? Um, Let's let's keep it casual for now. Of course. 
That's what we do best. I mean, you told me last we time we were intent. on the show you were going to fuck me. So, you know, I mean, it, it can only be. I still will. It can be only that casual, right? So Don't think I've forgotten. No, I can't you forget, right? Like, that was that was incredible. Um, wow. For me, let's see here. I did reward myself today. You know, I uh, like you said, you know, we've been rolling for a while. So after all the podcasts and everything that we've done on the channel, you know, we doubled up on videos the, the day of Xbox's E3 showcase. Um, I was thinking to myself, you know what? At the end of this week, we have this nice mac and cheese place near me. So I got this mac and cheese that's on a chicken sandwich that has, like, crushed spicy hot Cheetos. It was delicious, man. Like, it was the perfect engorging kind of food. Like, you just take big bites, slam it down the gullet. Phenomenal. It was a, a real great treat after a, a after a long week. <laughs> so uh, to those who, I just want to say, uh, in all seriousness, for those who... Just hung out for all the E3 coverage, the streams between Nintendo, uh, Summer Games Fest, Xbox, and the amount of long-form videos I made this week especially. Like, I don't think I put anything below 15 minutes out in the last week. Um, And to those who hung around for that long, just thank you for lending me your time, lending me your attention. But most importantly, like I said, your time. It is quite the luxury indeed. And I know I've been doing a lot of content. I've been everywhere. So for those who just lent me your ear, thank you. It is much appreciated. Um, but let's let's get into what we're playing. Um, Dustin, you you have been playing, so let's start off yes. with you. I've definitely been playing, just playing much less. But I'm excited to hear from you. What, what is a what's been in the PlayStation? What's mm. been on the PC? What's been in the Xbox? Maybe I don't know. What are you What are you playing? Two things mainly. Uh, first of all, Ratchet and Clank, of course, of course. came out uh, last week, so we haven't talked about that at all. And man, this game. Do you ever just play a game and you're like, man, this is just it's a good ass video game in what feels like the classic definition of a good. This is just a good old video game. It's not trying to be like. And don't get me wrong, I love the the more conceptual, weird games. Like I and I, I love that stuff. But like Ratchet and Clank, there's something about it. It's almost nostalgic in a way that is just like play the game, collect some stuff, shoot some stuff. It's just a good, lighthearted romp. And, uh, man, this game's good. This game's real good. It looks visually, of course, amazing. Playing on the the ray-traced performance mode, it's very good. And I don't know exactly how far I am in it, but I've played a decent amount. Hmm. And I just, I, I, I highly recommend this game. I know that there's some people that are, you know, still uh, up in arms about the maybe not up in arms but it's a 70 dollar game of course this is the new next gen thing but i think that it's it's worth the investment it's not all perfect i don't know about you guys but this may be one of the more buggy insomniac releases someone said it man i thought i was talking to jimmy about it for those who know jimmy Mm -hmm. champagne and i was like dude i look probably the the most tolerable bug guy on the face of the games industry is right here in this show. That's me. I play Bethesda games, Studios games religiously, man. Like I know a bug and, and I can, I can usually swallow them down. No problem. But with ratchet, it was like every planet, there was something stopping me. It was really consistent. So I thought I was the only one, man. Yeah, no. And it's nothing that is that bad. Mm. Like it's, this is not, don't get me wrong. This isn't cyberpunk. No, it's like not, certainly. one time there's like a level where you're like, getting launched into different areas and when i landed i was in like an invisible box like a mime almost like i couldn't i just had to let myself my character die in order to get out of it 
And then there's weird times when I've been walking around and then like the 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 environment or the geometry just part of it will like pop in like some rocks or something and I was like that is really odd and that, of course I've been lucky that I haven't had the game crash on me directly but I've heard of like you mentioned Jimmy who has had it's been eating his save like he'll it'll oh. crash and then it eats his save so there's definitely a, a you know a little bit of jank in there mm-hmm. but Overall, I, I wouldn't say that it's anything that it would it would stop me from getting this game. In fact, they just put out a patch yesterday, I think, and I've not played it since this patch has been out. So, still, very, very good. And then the other thing that I'll just say real quick is I'm uh, back. I'm back, baby, into Destiny 2. Oh, boy. I saw and, it on, uh, on Discord. All right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, lots of Destiny 2. Uh, we've been, I've been playing with all kinds of Ben and Lockmort and Jimmy Champagne and our friend, Justin, uh, we've all been hopping in and we're just trying to get ready, trying to do the raid, the vault of glass. That's like a destiny. The original raid is back. I was going to say that was, that was destiny one, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So they brought it back and they've like revised it and stuff. So it's kind of a long grind in order to get to be powerful enough to do it. Mm. But uh, it's been fun. And really what I think what I appreciated about the most, and Maddie, I know that you do this, is that basically I hang out with Holly a bit, and you, she usually goes to bed between 11 and midnight. And then as soon as she's in bed, I'm like, it's time for the boys <laughs> right now. And then we hop on Discord, and we just, you know, we'll chat, we'll talk about, you know, life, whatever we want. It's like Destiny, It the reason we gather is for Destiny, but in the end, it almost feels secondary in a way, because mm-hmm. it's about just uh, hanging out with people after a long, long day. It's like a cooler, not quite the cooler conversation, but it is is just nice, you know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's definitely me. I, it's funny you mentioned that, because I, I started gaming around 11 last night as well. I was like, fuck, man. Like, it feels like my day is just beginning, and I'm, I'm wrapping it up at the same time. Right. Uh, yeah, on the topic of Ratchet, I, I beat that a couple nights ago. I got the Platinum Trophy, which was pr- pretty easy. It's pretty easy Platinum. You know, got okay. to... Uh, kind of disappointed with the platinum in a weird way because without this is not a spoiler but just when you beat the game there's a new mode and there's new things you can do and new upgrades and i'm just like wow they didn't put any trophies attached to the crazy new stuff here which i admire because it's like hey just go play the game it's fun but i felt like they could have for a game with 47 trophies thrown a couple more in there um just like you said it was buggy for me i just want to say like it crashed on me twice uh, one time it locked up so bad I had to reset my entire PS5, and I was pretty terrified. Like, the PS5, I don't say it's like the Xbox doesn't have issues, but the PS5, I'm still a little scared of. You ever get a new piece of technology, and you're a little, you're a little afraid of it? Like, I, I'm afraid to shut it off, leave it on rest mode. I'm like, something might break here or whatever. So it completely locked up, and fortunately came out on the other side okay and managed to finish the game. But between that, I had certain parts where I went to reload checkpoints. I don't know if you both had that. Carrick, I know you reviewed the game. So maybe with your early files, did you, you didn't have any of these issues? No, not a reload. Not like that. Yeah, I would not get to um, just one planet where there was like a force field up and you would defeat all the enemies. And the force field was supposed to come down and you were supposed to go through a rift. They're like, go through the rift, Ratchet. I'm like, where's the rift? And then I realized the force field never came down. I had a couple instances like that. The first boss you face after the floats, that boss didn't have a health bar spawn. Like it was, 
it was every planet there was something and it was good enough where i got through it but it started to make it feel more and more like i always tell people when your bugs start to get in the way you start to see more of the negative overall because for me one of my complaints was hey the story here i've never played a ratchet game for the story so i'll be completely honest about that but it is very much just there i don't find it compelling it has a pixar charm to it and it's animation quality and it's you know bring the way it brings these characters to life but to me it, it never really captured me uh the way like a pixar movie truly does it just has the look and feel of one really just the look of it i should say um and and that typically isn't a gripe of the ratchet game but it started to become one because the game was kind of messing up on me but it's scope scale uh you can see the ssd at work really i felt with some of the open areas and 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 uh, that was my favorite part of the game was less of going through a rift and ooh new assets. I was like, you know what? I think what was more impressive here is how open this was compared to any other Ratchet game we've seen. Like that was one thing that was missing with Ratchet on PS4. So I've been enjoying it. I liked it. I like it enough to say like, hey, you can go buy it. But um, I wasn't in love with it. I don't know if it'll top my list at the end of the year. I really don't. I, I thought it was a mm. good. I thought it was a good game, but uh, a, a great game in a lot of ways. But. I know with the Ratchet on PS4, and I, I might want to go back just to see why, but I played that game three times through, and, Whoa. like, immediately. So I'm trying mm. to figure out what clicked with that more than this one. Um, I feel like I feel like maybe it's because with Ratchet, it's more of a tech display, and um, this isn't a bad thing, but I don't know if they... It was exactly what I expected, kind of for better or for worse. Right. It, it, it was just Ratchet and Clank shoot, kill, upgrade weapons, switch them around, collect some trophies, get the collectibles, boom, you're done. Um, I thought there'd be like more challenges and stuff kind of baked into the product uh, outside of the arena mode. It didn't feel as ex- expansive as I, I think I had hoped for. But beyond that, it's a good game. I liked it. Nice. Maddie, real quick, something I did want to share. You, you mentioned about having to hard reset and being scared of your PS5. It's reminding me when I bought the game. So I'll try to make this as quick as possible, but it's a there's a chain of events here. When I did my Balan stream, I ordered it Balan from Amazon. They sent me a European copy. I said, fine, whatever. Oh. It's region free. I installed it and it would not update. I thought that's weird. I blamed it on the fact that it was a European disc. But then I couldn't delete the update from my queue. I'm like, that's really weird. So anyway, whatever. I ignored it. I was like, I guess this Balan is just perm- this Balan update is permanently on my download queue, even though it's aired out. When I got Ratchet, it wouldn't update either, and I couldn't delete the update from the queue. So I tried everything. I tried cleaning the cache. I tried going to safe mode and doing all that shit, deleting the game, reinstalling it, whatever. It would not update. So I had to hard factory reset my ps5 in order to get ratchet to update i don't think it was a ratchet problem i think it was an os bug that Mm. i hit with updates but i don't know dude it was very annoying because now there's no games installed so basically if i want to hop back into something i have to reinstall it which is i mean the ssd is already so small that you have to delete stuff anyway but it's like right it's annoying so just weird stuff though i get that i've had that with my ps5 like it 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 was i heard people talking about the coil whining i think it's called um yeah that was the thing that i I was like oh thank god my ps5 doesn't have that now it does like you can you can hear something whirring in there that i don't know if it's specifically that but it's like a and then it kind of quiets down 
So just a couple of uh, nagging things with my PlayStation 5. Nothing quite breaking it, but my PS4 was alive for the whole generation. So <laughs> I don't know if my 5 will have the same fate. I'm just feeling that. Um, right. I'm trying to think if there was anything else I played besides Ratchet. Um, oh, Guilty Gear Strive. You guys into fighters? Mm. No, but I'm always intrigued by this one in particular, and it's because I'm a fucking weeb. But Absolutely. I'm so so. Please, please enlighten me. I'm very curious. Yeah. So I never was a big Guilty Gear guy, but I'm an Arc Systems fanboy. Like I love the fighters they do. They just on a visual and technical level, and by technical I mean the the actual fighting, uh, it, it, not the the prowess of its F, its its FPS and so on and so forth. Um, it is they're just the top. I think they do such a wonderful job, and they accommodate weebs like myself and Dustin. So, for those who don't know, they made like Dragon Ball Fighters, which is one of my favorite fighting games of all time. This is their next game, and the soundtrack. I just need to shout out first and foremost. I know that's kind of weird for a fighting game, but. It just needs its own call out because even if you look at it and you go, this game does not look for me, just go listen to the soundtrack because it's this hard rock. It, it's got this metal in it. I mean, there's so many different genres that they cover and they just jam out in the background of, of these colorful clashes in these fights. Uh, so Guilty Gear, I did a little research. It, they, they typically struggle with this being too combo happy. And by that, I mean that they'd have these very complicated button inputs to perform combos, and even if you did do them, fights felt stressful because you would do maybe like an eighth of their health damaged on like an eight-hit combo. And it's like, well, that doesn't feel good. You just landed eight hits in a row. You put out a complex sequence, and you barely got rewarded for it. They handle damage in this game, I feel, a lot differently from like what they did with previous fighters where... They have counters, which they've always had. But when you hit a counter, even if you hit like a solo attack, because you're striking as they're striking and your timing better is better than them, you'll do a lot more damage. And there are like much... You can do longer combos, but a five-hit combo can get you a lot of damage. Like almost, If you hit the right type of combo, you could do like five, half their health if you hit a reset Whoa. in the middle of it. And it feels great. It's so it, it, these fights get very close because no one's quite out of it. Because you can immediately battle back. Like, I've, I've been in so many fights online where someone had me to a quarter of my health and they had full health. And you're looking at it. Normally in any of the fighter, you go, oh, well, I'm fucked. Like, that's it. I'm dead. You know, there's no, I got to really have a perfect run here. But if you land, like, two combos on him, it's a whole different ballgame. Now it's really close. You see them start getting a little more passive. And you can just swing the tide very quickly. And there aren't any, there are special moves, but there's not BS ones, I feel, that, oh, let me just spam this real quick. Um, they're they're typically triggered through combos. So, uh, I I've really been liking this game. Uh, just for those who have never looked it up, see if you like the eye candy there. And I'm talking about like these 3D models that are that are animated. How do I define it? It's 2D 3D. It, it they they look like your typical 2D fighter. They are anime characters, but they render it in 3D, and they have these these uh cutscenes in battle that are just so stylish and appealing to someone like myself i have been enjoying it quite a bit only complaint is the servers are very slow they work fine they worked fine day one even but number one the private lobbies don't work which i don't know why a fighting game has for the last two years i've, I've never played a fighting game that has just had private lobbies working day one but also 
um, when it comes to Strive, it's it, like it'll you'll hit the start button. And it'll say connecting or communicating server, communicating server, communicating server, and it'll just keep flashing that constantly. And it'll be a good minute or two before you get through the main menu. Wow. So it's a good game. Dustin, you should look into mm. it if you're into fighters. Uh, and anyone else who's listening who's into fighters, definitely look into it. It's very rare we get a good new fighter because if you look at the fucking game awards last year, the fighting games that were up for awards are – I think there was only like one new one. So just support your fighting games. Um, but otherwise, I have not been playing anything else. And Carrick, I know you said there's nothing you can really share. So shall we just move on to the best and worst of E3? Yeah, just so you know, I slipped my back yesterday, so I'm going to be quiet for most of this. I'm going to sure. talk when I can. Sure. I'm, I'm a little high or feel a little high. <laughs> hey, you're being honest. I don't want to Yeah, I don't I don't want people thinking like I'm sleeping. No. But uh no, I can't I don't think I can talk about the one we were talking about prior. Okay. Um make it's fucking meds they're making me sick. Mm. Make me feel like I want to vomit. Um and I talk about, yeah, man. I just like, want to make sure bit, if you can't, you know, that's fine. Yeah, just if there yeah. was anything. But I mean, and that's the only one I've been playing, no, because right. I've been playing the one, okay, not the one you were talking about, but the the other other one you and I have talked about in the oh. past. I'm, I'm playing that. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, there hasn't been. I've been looking into actually on the side. Fuck, man, that's gonna make me puke. <laughs> I need, you need to take this on the side. You have you ever taken? You can, have you ever taken way. pain pills? Yeah. Have you ever taken pain yeah, pills and then not had a food in your stomach? Yeah. Mm. Um, I've been looking into mods for games, like been really interested. Sekiro has a what's called a random mod where they take every enemy. Well, Sekiro's is nuts. So is Hitman. They take every single enemy and, and all item drops, and you can choose either to be completely random. So enemies from other levels can be in level one. Uh, mini bosses you can you can choose all this crazy stuff and i've been messing around mostly with that this week like i was doing hitman which also does it a randomizer i guess and then sekiro is messing around with a little bit and that's actually been much been what i've played other than you know a couple of the nda games and been enjoying that mods are just it's crazy how far they can um extend a title yeah yeah the random like a title you didn't think you'd play again yeah, I was going to say, randomizers are such a, a popular thing nowadays. I feel. Oh, like, crazy. Yeah, I've seen Fallout have, like, randomizers for, for its mods. What is it? What is... Like, you'll you'll meet it... a character with... Uh, in New Vegas, we'll say. You, you'll be, like, uh, 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 let's see here, uh, Sunny Smiles or whatever, but it'll have, like, a different character model. It'll have, like, the body of someone and the head of someone else and the dialogue of someone else, and it just slaps it Whoa. together and it's like yeah if i remember correctly i, I think kev it has a pretty good uh, playthrough of it on his channel uh but there are there are randomizers that are just so off the walls and wild for fallout that uh that it makes me want to try it so that'd be a good yeah right that's there. cool but um uh, that would be let's get into the the meat of this show so as i said at the top we have e3 conversations to be had so we're talking the best and the worst top three from each of us of games we saw that we really liked that we're excited for and games that we saw that could have shown better could have been better maybe shouldn't have existed at all um whoever would like to go first we're gonna start off with the best top three best we'll go three two one um saving the the, the best for last uh who is uh who shall i start 
perhaps? I don't have any bad ones at all. I because I didn't watch anything other than the Xbox One. Most of them were either boring or good. Mm. Um, but I will say that. Well, see, you, when you said games, we didn't ask if they if it was just our excitement or if it was like, could it be CGI? Which, by the way, I wouldn't have voted a CGI one as being the best anyway. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's going to be okay because um, for me, like Plague Tale Innocence would probably be the number one. Oh, no, I mean, you can pick whatever expecting. is interest level. It doesn't can have we, to be okay. pure. All right. I use the word excited, but I'm saying it could be. So it I, could be Redfall yeah, if somebody it's, it's, yeah, it's hated an, It's an umbrella term, right? It could be I'm interested in this. I'm curious about this, whatever you'd like. Sorry. Yeah, so definitely. All right. Well, it came right at the end. Is no big deal. I and I assume that's what you meant. But um, yeah, Plague Tale. I want to see the, I want to see the sequel. That was probably the number one. Like, because I I didn't know that that existed. Yeah, like there wasn't was... even a really a rumor that that existed. At least that I got. So I, I and it's nice after, to be surprised. After Flight Sam, I was like, there's no way they're gonna another one return back yeah I, I thought not that it was done but i was like maybe it didn't do as well as it as it needed to and yeah see, see them be doing yeah. it and day one game pass that was a really pleasant surprise see like yeah the uh all the rats the plague of rats at the starting come over the start and i while i was watching and i think i've already told you i feel like i'm repeating myself so if i am i apologize to anybody but when i saw the rats and the big you know, right at the starting sort of come into the street. And it just, my brain was like, this can't possibly be Plague Tale. It just didn't yeah. pop into my head that there would be a sequel. And it took a while for me to actually figure out that that's what it was because I, my brain kept telling me it couldn't possibly be that. So that was, I mean, just as a Plague Tale fan and knowing how big they, not how big they are now, but knowing that they might have more money now. Oh yeah, well, especially with day one game pass. You so imagine they got some cash lying around. They did a lot with what they had. I mean, they had little open world moments in that where you were like, you know, you're trying to figure out like, is this gonna ex like you never really knew if that game was ending or actually you had been playing six hours of prologue. It was really <laughs> weird, especially when you got to the castle. I remember getting to the castle, going like, oh my god, is this the start to the middle? Where am I? Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm really excited to see number two. I just think. I, j I just think they know how to make um, Ratchet and Clank short, and it's good. Alan Wake, those type of 8 to 12 hours, those are exactly what I like. And I feel that Plague Tale, Vampir well, Vampire's longer. But I feel like those are perfect. And this one just excites me a ton. Yeah, are we going three, two, one with the same person, um, or are we all We can all three? do three, all two, doing... one, kind That's of round what I was robin. hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it that way. Yeah. So that that would be my that would be number three, not number one. That would be my third most hyped. Real quick about that, Carrick. I saw the uh, the next gen update coming yes. for Plague Tale Innocence, which there's a rumor going around right now that Plague Tale Innocence will be the next PlayStation Plus game, mm, uh, which good. would be very cool. Good. I mean, either way, I'm gonna. I started this game on PC, and. I was playing it with Holly, and I think she thought that it was a little too intense for her. Like, she was getting <laughs> too stressed intense. out. I mean, you, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to restart it when this next-gen version comes out. Because I really liked what I played, and then it was just kind of, I got derailed. So yeah. moral of the story is don't play games with your significant other. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Or, <laughs> I've heard the I same mean, thing that, with shows. That is the problem with playing yeah. with friends, too. 
with yeah. shows or friends. If a friend leaves and you're stuck there going, do I wait for this person to come back right. to watch this or whatever? It's always yeah. hard. Um, I think I played the next-gen version because I think I played the PC version when that came out. Right. You no, know, yeah, like, so... that's the one thing I was wondering is what they were doing, like, what they were adding. But hopefully it comes on PlayStation. I would love to see as many people as humanly possible play that game. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's why I liked Vampire on the Switch, even though it wasn't perfect. And Plague Tales on the Switch now, too. That's coming to the... They're doing a streaming oh, yeah. version of it, they it. said. So, yeah. that cloud thing's a big thing for them, man. It seems like Nintendo's starting to really embrace... There was, like, three or four games I saw here recently where they were doing cloud versions, which... Hey, if it works, it works. Yeah, they did. Um, now you mentioned it. Yeah, I think it was Requiem getting the Evil. cloud and Resident Requiem. Evil. Is... Oh, wait a minute. It might be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Requiem's the one that I don't know if Innocence is. Yeah, being brought or not, it should be. I think you're right. That'd be amazing yeah. if it was. I don't know. I don't see why it wouldn't be. It seems like it's on a technical level possible. Um, Dustin, what was your number three for good games? couple options here but i gotta go right back i gotta go with just be right back no problem nostalgia on this one and that is i am hyped for warioware get it together wow that is not what i was anticipating okay there you go because dude i remember i played the original warioware on game boy advance when i was a kid and what I loved so much about it was that it just had this crazy, like, off-the-wall what, humor. What game? Like I'm sorry. WarioWare. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I rem- there's, like, a mini game where you got to, like, there's, like, a nose and a finger, and you got to – the finger has to go up the nose. Like, that's one <laughs> of the mini, like, micro games. <laughs> I always just loved how, how silly and weird it was. And I, I followed this series – you know, whether it, right. I played that there was one on Game Boy where you had to like turn the game. It was called uh, Twisted. There's one on DS where you were touched. I did not play the uh, the Wii one, I don't think. But either way. And then WarioWare Gold came out a few years ago on 3DS and it was like a collection. But I've always loved this series just because it's it's cute. It's fun. It's kind of what I was saying earlier when it's sometimes you just want to play a game that's that's fun that makes you laugh or whatever right and so this series series has been dormant for quite a while and so i was just excited to see nintendo be like yeah let's bring it back let's do it there's a new mechanic the 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 whole shtick of this one is that you play as like a little character within the mini games that's kind of the focus and i think that's that's cool i'm curious to see how it pans out i've always also one other thing is that they always have like a weird uh, reverence to older Nintendo games. You can see this in the trailer that had like Super Mario Land in it mm-hmm. at one point. And I, dude, I just love that that kind of stuff. So yeah, I didn't even they they had like a whole treehouse thing where they showed off the game, and I was like, no, I don't need that because so much about this game is like like the moment that you see in like I said the nose on screen and the point is to put the finger in the nose that's hilarious yeah. I don't want that spoiled for me Did you see the uh, armpit just... one or whatever where you had to like use tweezers on the oh, armpit yeah. there yeah like that was in yeah. the trailer I was like okay I, yeah I, I, my girlfriend texted me in the middle of my stream cuz she was watching and I went like I don't really get it this kind of looks weird and then she texted me she's like you're fucking playing that shit like you realize that right I was like okay all right so I guess I, I'm wrapped into this one too I don't know what to expect but it looks are they like supposed to be quick 
micro games almost, like five so, seconds? In previous WarioWare games, it's uh, you'll play through like, I don't know, I want to say 20 micro mini games in a level. And you have like four lives. And so the idea is that it's just like, uh, do this. And then you have like a micro game that lasts, you know, 10 seconds or something. And so the fun is like the, the instantaneous reaction of like the first time you play it is figuring out what you're supposed to do. And then like, you know, the, the off the cuff, like, Oh, do this, do this, do this. Right. And so, and that usually is like a set of levels. You never know what's coming next. And so, yeah, it is dumb stuff where it's like, squeeze out the toothpaste that's the one they showed with wario is right. like squeezing out the toothpaste and so it's a it's an interesting take on the the mini game collection in that you know it's there's i think that like some of the other games there'd be like a hundred of these micro games or more than a hundred of these micro games and uh yeah, I'm just I it's it's so fun. I I have to I don't know. I'm I'm 27 now. I'm 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 not old, okay? I'm not saying that, but I am finding myself leaning into some of these things that make me nostalgic as, of being a kid and WarioWare is one of them. Yeah, I think the quarter life crisis is absolutely a thing, right? It's got to be. Mm. It's got to be. I don't know if it's a crisis. Uh I mean maybe quarter I don't life, know. It's... Uh um what is the word? Uh existentialism. You realize right. we are we are mortal here at 25, 27, you know. Eric's like, I'm about to kill you fuckers. Yeah. Right <laughs> I feel younger. Than you. My back's bad, and I still feel younger than both of you fuckers. But <laughs> the, it, 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 the thing about um, 27 is not only biochemically do you make huge changes, but I think it's also because you've been out of school for approximately half the time you were in school. And there's a psych oh. – my wife was telling me about psychology of – of looking back and you only usually remember the last six years anyway. And so what right. happens is you start to go, Oh shit, I've been out of school. Cause I know for me, I didn't care about any of that until I was out of school longer than I was in school. That's mm -hmm. the brain fuck. So when you're out of school for 12 years and you go, Oh my God, I've been out of school as long. I ever went to school. That's when. Yeah. Like you see people like buying Corvettes and shit and trying to <laughs> well, figure out their stuff. The which that fits, actually makes by sense. the way, age-wise, that's legitimately like right when that age, especially for guys. It makes sense because I, I mean, no shame, no shame here. Dustin Furman is a college dropout, uh, so I was not in school as long as as my peers. Which, by the way, I didn't drop out because I failed or anything. I dropped out because I got a, a decent job, video editing, and I was like, well, yeah. what's the point? Yeah, uh, I was just going to community. As, I, think, back, as I think more and more people are figuring out, <laughs> you know, it's about your skills. Go set. back to college too. You can go yeah, to college I, I on the side. Back there's thousands. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's thousands upon thousands of ways to do it now. It's it's not the way it used to be. Right. Yeah. Anyway, WarioWare. Hell yeah! Uh, but I think we've covered. It. So cool. who's up next? Was it Manny? Are That'd we going? That would be me. Okay, go for it. So I was going back and forth on some games. Really a, a close tie for last year. But I'm going to give number three to Metroid Dread. This one surprised one. me. This one very much caught me off guard. I will say up front right now, not the biggest Metroid fan. Um, I played Prime when I was younger, just the first Prime. Um, I played Samus Returns on my 3DS. I liked it. But I have a kind of... Uh, I'm in the middle on Metroidvania titles in general. Just um, if they're done well like what I've heard with Shovel Knight, but for me, I've experienced it with Ori 
and uh, the messenger, like those types of games click really well with me if they're done right. But if they're not, they can be the bane of my existence. So I'm very hesitantly excited about Dread, which looks like a darker, more horror kind of approach, if you will, to this series. You know, Metroid's always had a bit of grit to it. It's one of the least popular uh, Nintendo series. But I'm excited to see one of my favorite things about Nintendo's little showcase here with the Direct was they brought back so much old stuff. You mentioned WarioWare. They brought back Advance Wars. They brought back Metroid. I thought it was a good show for for people who have been like asking for the return of so many series. Uh, for me, with Metroid, I saw this and went, you know what? This is kind of what I was wanting um, with Samus Returns. Samus Returns felt a little slow at times. Um, like For example, they had the ability to do that deflection that you can do in uh, Dread here. You see it in the trailer where Samus will do almost like a backflip after deflecting and roll and shoot from one knee. There seems to be a sense of mobility here that I really appreciate. I have no knowledge of the Metroid story, so I don't know if I'm going to need that to go into here. But what I saw, I really liked. And, and to see, hey, it's coming in four months. That was, oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm all about that now. Uh, so Metroid Dread uh, takes the number three spot for me. Okay. Now, Maddie, I have a, I have quick thoughts about this. I'm excited about this because I do like classic 2D Metroid. I love mm-hmm. Super Metroid in particular. Uh, very good. I'm excited about this game, mainly because I'm excited to see Nintendo give some love to Metroid. Right. And I do agree. It has a little bit of a darker tone, but I have to agree. I just watched, uh, do you guys know Kyle Bossman? He used to be at Easy, uh, Easy Allies, yeah, and now name, he's doing his own thing. Yeah, I was going to say, name sounds familiar. He had a video, and one of the things he said about Metroid Dread, which I really agreed with, is that while it's exciting and it looks like when you see the gameplay, it's like, cool, exciting, if you like 2D Metroid, this is great. This game is a little unspectacular uh, in a way. Like, Mm. I think that that robot dog or whatever that they're really highlighting is like the most boring robot dog ever. He's not (laughs) a dog, but he's like, it's a robot that has, you know, is on four legs, we'll say. Right. Like, I, I, the amiibo for the, I'm just like, what? This is like the most generic looking robot that you could possibly try to put in this game. I guess I'm excited and I'm sure it'll be, or not sure, but I'm hoping it'll be a very great game. I just wish that, like, feels a little safe. I want a Metroid that, like, dude, if they made another, uh, sprite based Metroid game. Imagine if they gave Metroid like kind of a um, an Octopath Traveler type polish. You know, it's 2D sprites. Maybe they've got some uh, cool lighting effects that give it like a 3D space vibe. Man, that's I guess there's just right. a part of me. I'm you know this is someone's listening to this and like Dustin, you little bitch, just accept the fact you got a Metroid game, which. <laughs> I am. I'm excited that we have a Metroid, but I'm like, Nintendo, you could do Metroid's so cool. You know, the new suit that Samus has is so awesome looking, but mm. it's a little it's a little vanilla in, in the same way, you know? What do you think about Do you think I'm off base here, Matty? Um, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think, like, especially from a visual standpoint, uh, you know, some people are like, oh, it looks like a DS game. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like a DS game, no. but to me, no. it definitely doesn't look like there was a lot of money put into it, and when you see it like oh, a it's, budget, yeah, exactly. When you see it was in development for, I think it was fifteen years. Like they were figuring out what to do with this thing on and off for fifteen years, and they kind of picked it back up. 
I'm not expecting the most, but not everyone's going to know that when they take the game off the shelf. I will say Metroid is one of the few, if not the only uh, Nintendo franchise that can really benefit from not being super colorful and, and popping visually. Um, and I, I feel like this is the smartest thing to do when you have Prime 4 on the way, which I anticipate will be the one that is the the heavy hitter, the, oh my God, look at it kind of moment for Metroid. Um, I think on a 2D level, let the color do a lot of the talking. So yeah, it's definitely unspectacular in a lot of ways. But for me, what stuck out was, as I said, the, the way the gameplay was. I like that you're not just killing everything. Like you've got to run from some stuff. And there's that, the, the music was very much horror inspired. And then you combine that with Samus's, uh, I, I just, that animation will always stick out to me of, of blocking an attack, rolling and shooting. There was a skill there. And I didn't really, it, it was in Samus Returns, but I don't know to what extent um, where I thought, hey, this this looks better to me as a video game. And that was probably the more appealing factor than anything. So it definitely was unspectacular. I don't have a long history with the series, but I, I personally, despite my agreement, really like what I saw. And part of it was the surprise. It was like, oh my God, they're actually doing a new Metroid game. That's, you know, I've been wanting right. to get into this series. Like, yeah, d- you know, give me a new one. Let's see what it's all about. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i excited. But By the mm-hmm. way, I'm not trying to, for the audience, I'm not trying to poo-poo it. I actually had no, it on my not. list. I had it on my list of most most anticipated. Like, I think I had it, like, number four. I, it was between that and WarioWare, and I decided to give some love to WarioWare, so. Yeah, yeah. War- I think WarioWare is a great pick, too, because it's just, like, for a lot of people, it's- a lot of people were really excited about that, especially in my yeah. chat. Like, I saw people going, oh, my God, what? It's coming back? So, you know, I, right. I think I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, let's move on to number two. What are what is the uh, we'll keep going around? Carrick, do you do you have a number two ready for um, stuff you're you're very excited for or interested in? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to see a lot of the Nintendo stuff. I, I it's like the first time in like 15 years I've slept in. So I slept in, I woke up. I think I told you this, Maddie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yep. I told you this. Yep. Did I? Okay. You, indeed, you did. Um, yep. I thought I was in a fever dream because I was seeing the announcements, and I was like, well, that can't be possible. Like, Nintendo announces nothing ever. There's no chance that any of these are real, which they were all real, which was really cool for Nintendo fans. But I can't really speak to to those because I didn't get to see it, and, and I haven't really watched many of the trailers because most are far off. So... I was going to go, I was actually going to, of all things, go with Far Cry 6. I'm mm. not going to. But I wanted people to understand that, like, the more I watched John Carlo, I think is his name, uh, the Jean actor, yep, yep, yep. talk about it and all that stuff, I was really excited. But I would say, um, the reason why I don't want to go with it is because, you know, it's probably going to be Far Cry. I don't want I don't want a video of me saying it's going to be good out there on the internet. He's going to hold on to that shit and prove it against me. Probably Forza, just because the tech was amazing and um i think it was a pretty good example pretty good showing for non-ray trace lighting ray tracing is in all the forza vista right but it's not in the main game and i hear people talking about ray tracing all the time ray tracing is great but it's not the end all be all it's not like it's going to magically make your shitty game good or whatever and so to see a game look that good without ray tracing was pretty cool it looks like they got rid of seasons which is another plus even though i liked seasons i didn't like the way they were done i didn't like the way 
like the the weird loading, how often I think it was weekly or biweekly. I just didn't like the way any of that had been done in the last one or nearly as much as I was hoping. Here it looks like it's altitude driven mm-hmm. as in the higher up you are the snow, you know, rain. Just like all that kind of stuff looks awesome to me. And as a racing fan, especially like a let's all get together and just do something really stupid in the Discord racing fan, it's really difficult to sell people on a racing game. It's almost impossible to sell people on a racing game. If people think fighters are crazy, fighters are usually on a 2D plane, man. Like that's usually like 10 times easier than trying to say, hey, man, let's all jump into a racing game. And the person can't figure out where to go or, you know, what gear shift system they want or what car they want and there's hundreds of cars and all that so i would say just forza for the open-endedness of it and looking at what it looked like um how it how it seemed to handle some of the changes that i wasn't a big fan of and it sort of went away from them which was nice so that was very cool to come out of or to see and also again another surprise not expecting there was i was i wasn't even expecting the well i was expecting the announcement but i certainly wasn't expecting it to be this year Forza? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, that nobody had announced it. Nobody had leaked it. And everybody, mm. this year has been nothing but the fake leaks. You know, people trying, you know, fucking watch my podcast. Blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> it was nice to actually be surprised by something that somebody hadn't, like, tried to pimp out as their own data. And I wasn't aware of the date. I didn't know what the date would be. But, yeah, that was that was really cool for me. Because as a big racing fan, like right. no other race, there really isn't really racing games that are celebrated anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Need for Speed, but Need for Speed is not even I feel so like... many titles. Yeah, and there's so many titles in Need for Speed. I don't even know which the last one was. I know there was some bearded fool who was the bad guy in one of them, which I thought was a terrible game. I think that was Need for Speed. Yeah, and then there was yeah. like the remake of the other Need for Speed I did like, which was the one with Paradise City, which was like the only good song it had title uh what was it? i think that was called paradise city actually i don't, I don't wasn't know it? i it's funny you um, mention it dude, there's so many burnout paradise like, was it burnout paradise yeah. and then burnout paradise was remastered right yes 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 yeah so there's so many of those that i just don't think racing is celebrated as much as i it, it was as much as i would like to see so forza was a cool celebration of that what were you gonna say though manny um I was going to say I agree with you on Need for Speed being a franchise that I haven't even... I feel like I sometimes even when I say I'm not tracking something, I'm almost still subtly tracking it. It's just compared to stuff I do look at, it's not on the deep of a level. Yeah. But with Need for Speed, I'm with you where I say I don't know what the last one was. I remember playing one, I think, 2014 because I wanted to use my PS4 and it just did not grab me. I think what's happening with racing games, you got to imagine it's just for a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this, is... You don't need the the realistic driving that that's something like a Forza, even in Horizon, touts to some extent. Um, maybe not as heavily as a motorsport, but some people are more than happy with a GTA, which does, I put in quotes, racing, right? Maybe not on, not even close to the level that a Forza game can do, but it does racing and it does X, Y, and Z. And I wonder if that's why racing games struggle to be celebrated because they're only once again, in quotes, I want to emphasize because a lot of my audience thinks I hate Forza now, but they only do one thing. Um, and people are more bedazzled, if you will, by being able to do this, this, and that. Uh, but I think Horizon 5 does look, uh, visually at least, solid. looks really good. Um, and I'm, I'm more excited than anything about the event lab. Was that 
as someone who's played a lot of Forza, was that that's new to this entry, right? Or is that has that been there? I could have sworn that's yeah. It's basically trials for Ubisoft. Ubisoft trials those mm-hmm. games. It's yeah. like it's it's like that. Yeah. I personally, apparently, everybody loves the idea. To me, I saw it and I was like, "This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen." And then I was talking to people in my Discord, and they're like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." So it's one of those times where you're like, "All right, apparently." driving my cars through bowling pins is not for me. I have no clue, but it's for everybody else because everybody I talked to was like, dude, you can do barrel. I, I like trials too. I do like trials. Right. I just don't know whatever I saw there, probably because it's one more adjustment to Forza. So you already have Forza and then you have Forza Horizon and now you have Forza Bowling or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Bowling. So I probably, oh, that's probably why I stepped I, like I, I saw it and was just like, eh, it's probably probably not for me but it seems like everybody that i've talked to that's that was like a big deal to them maddie i want to hit the podcast with a hot take that i want to run by carrick and see if i'm on my clock we're we're deep enough i think you're safe to make a hot take hot take a clock i was gonna say you mentioned you mentioned about people complaining about the lack of ray tracing in forza right i think i saw this on twitter also People need to shut the fuck up about that, about the lack of ray tracing in games in certain scenarios. Tell, here's why. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ray tracing is great. I love ray tracing. I just watched a video about the Metro Exodus ray tracing update that they did for next gen. Looks amazing. But ray tracing is just another tool that developers can use to paint the picture that you see on screen. And, but the thing is with a tool like that is it takes resources and so in this scenario the developers playground games decided we don't want to use that tool and we're going to use the resources to use our other tools and to me if what is on the screen looks fucking amazing which is what the new forza horizon game looks incredible i don't care if it doesn't have ray tracing Mm -hmm. the reflections on the cars look amazing without ray tracing like it doesn't to me in this scenario with this game and the way that their engine works, it's fine. So this idea of like ray tracing equals better graphics equals better game does not make sense to me. Yeah, is that it's, accurate? I think it is. And I think a lot of it just boils yeah. down to a failure for people understanding that it's sometimes just about the end product. You know, it's like when you hear right. I was having a conversation off to the side and we were talking about like Bioware and some of like Jason Schreier's reportings about Dragon Age 4. And for those who don't know, it's a game that was live service originally and went back to single player, but it apparently had been moved to single player for much longer than, than, than what we had known. And when you look at something like that, it's like the knowledge is now people are going to look at it almost subconsciously through a lens of, Hey, where's the live service element here? Like where's the Avengers type of game here where you feel there was live service and single player in it. And I feel it colors the perception of the game off the bat. And the same thing here where some people will just have that, you know, that scratching in the back of their head of it's not ray tracing. Those reflections are great, but it's not ray tracing when much like you said about the quality of the screen, it's just what you see. Do you like it? Um, I think it's, for a lot of people that just that doesn't matter it's it's it doesn't have the thing it's not the check on the list so a lot of people right. are, are losing the the picture of how to critique games um because ray tracing is a thing and you almost can blame the people who are marketing the console because this was a big thing it was just another thing being said constantly it was a sizzle word it, it went from mechanic uh not even mechanic but tool to sizzle world world word kind of world as well but um 
I think that's that's in. So I don't think you're you're off base at all with your uh, fuck this statement. Right. To, to me, it's just like, and I I feel like I hopefully made it clear. I think ray tracing is amazing. I love when ray tracing is implemented into a game, whether it be reflections or indirect lighting or whatever. You know, there's multiple ways. I think people hear ray tracing, they think just reflections when really there's there's a lot more that developers can do. But it's uh. Yeah, it's just like, it's a tool. Again, like I said, it's a tool that a developer can choose to use or not. And just because they don't choose to use it, like, you don't look at an amazing watercolor painting and be like, why didn't they use acrylics or oil paints? It's like, mm. that's, I don't know. Maybe that's not a good analogy. I think but that's kind of how I see it. You're probably putting it a lot Brett, more eloquently I mean, than me. I, I'm not to interrupt character, but just for me, I've always been that guy. Like, I just don't fucking care. Like, I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, there's no art arty way for me to put it like of oh well it's this this that it's like i just i don't care about ray tracing i don't care if the game looks good it looks good right and that's across all art styles for me that's the more appealing part is when i saw eden chronicle on the xbox showcase this 3d kind of open area built in unreal engine with uh 16-bit characters running around i'm like this is fucking one of the best looking games i've seen but it's because of the art and the combination of like real and 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 something nostalgia and, and and modernized graphics. I mean, everyone's perception of what looks good is clearly different. And sure. you know, it's just I, I like I just can't find myself to care when some when they say it doesn't look like oh it's got ray tracing. Just to kind of I guess elongate what you were saying is like, yeah, it looks good though. Who who cares if it's not ray tracing? Right. Sorry, Carrie. Yeah. I, I had interrupted you though. And now he doesn't remember whatever the fuck he was. <laughs> I have no clue what I was going to say. <laughs> I picked Sorry, but yeah, no, I, no, I interrupt you. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to derail with a ray tracing conversation, but I did see that was making the rounds on Twitter, and I was like, "Really? This is what we're hung up on?" And this, and here's the thing: to be 100 percent honest, Forza games, whether it's Horizon, I've played them. I can tell they're very well made games. I'm not interested. It's just mm. not the type of game I want to play. I think they look. I I ins, I will install this game to see how good it looks and to, to mess around. It's not my type of game. So to see yeah. that people were like new mm, ray tracing, it's like come yeah. on. Yeah, who cares? I'm where I'm right there. Well, with then you. they should probably not play Ratchet and Clank because the best version of Ratchet and Clank is probably not the ray tracing version when it comes to frame rate. Yeah. Right. I played it on the performance ray tracing because it was good enough. But it's, mm. it is more solid on the non-ray tracing version, and they did a very good job faking reflections. I was gonna say right. I I switched back. I and would also challenge two. most people. I would say that most people I could fool in seconds and make them think it was ray tracing. I would say about ninety-five percent of people who are saying that they know what ray tracing looks like in a game are lying, and I don't mean they're mistaken. I mean they're flat out lying. That there is a very good way you could fool them into thinking some of those ray tracing. Somebody like John from Digital Foundry, myself, and sometimes I've been fooled. It's easy to be fooled by really good global illumination. I was going to really say that because when I was checking oh. out Ratchet, I, I, it almost feels embarrassing to say because it's our job and stuff. But there came a point when I was flipping back and forth and playing like good 10-minute stretches where I can feel a frame rate difference, but when I did performance ray tracing and just performance mode and I was looking at it visually, it really was a level of, well, what am I missing here? Like what? And Well, between those two, you're missing 
30 frames per second. Are you? Did you mean fidelity? Or I'm talking out of fidelity. Fidelity is 30. Yeah. When I'm talking, when I say fidelity, I mean like the the, the performance ray tracing is uh, uh, that's designed. It's obviously going to have ray tracing. What I'm saying is, when I'm looking at that, when I'm looking at the screen, I'm not seeing something so what I think has been interpreted as drastically different and game changing where I was like, you know, it, I nope. would rather play on performance where it feels smoother and multiple places in that game where yeah. you could be fooled into like thinking they were all the same ver other than fidelity is 30 FPS. And you can definitely tell. Yes. I yes, mean, sorry. they did they I, have I really good motion, both performance blur. modes. I know. It, yeah. It's no, it's really. And dude, there was a time where I, if I wasn't looking, I would have thought it was, um, ray tracing mode and it was the original mode because they had faked everything so well control faked a bunch of shit too mm. and people didn't know that control control faked a, a, a boatload of shit observer faked a bunch of shit then cyberpunk faked shit the number of times you'll see somebody fake something and you'll have some jackass who thinks they know what they're talking about and they'll be like this is in the game and by the way i've been the jackass i've definitely made that point, mistake yeah. Where you're like, that's that's this, and they're like, actually, no, that's us, you know, screen space with this buffer fucking thing, and I think that's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. It should be that way. It should be more about art than it is the technical. But I think right now with websites, they're zooming in. But I will tell you this: at some point, if you're zooming in on a pixel, guess what you're seeing, regardless, a pixel, because it's a monitor. And one of the things that I keep trying to fucking tell people is that the only infinite resolution is your eyes technically at any other time you're using optics or lenses or something like that so you'll see a lot of people who are like meh i can see pixels yes you can because that's what a fucking tv has like at some point i'm in too far that is what you will see recording as well a lot of people record i saw somebody i'm not going to say who but they were trying to pass off as a technical they, they they get away with it too they pass off themselves as a technical wizard a lot of times on a lot of games a lot of the time and some of the time like they'll zoom in and they'll be talking about something you're looking at it going dude you recorded this at like 30 megabytes you know bitrate maybe mm. right to be lossless which is more around the lines of 300 to 700 like lossless is what you would want to do if you're doing tech stuff which i'm assuming that's what john does digital foundry sorry yeah but i i think i think digital foundry is probably using you know a ninja which is what i have the atmos ninja which allows you to do like unlimited bitrate. you know your lossless bitrate. right oh yeah argue about how cool it is and what it looks like wind waker looks better than half the games that run at 4k mm -hmm. so yeah it's all down yeah. to art style i feel dustin speaking of art style yeah you're number two my number two, I want to give some glow to some an indie game. Well, oh. sort of indie. Um, so this one was, this is a Devolver Digital published joint. Okay. And this game is called Inscription. Do you guys know what I'm talking about here? I did not watch Devolver I didn't, show. Uh, yeah. I will quickly, I'll put the link in the, um, in the Discord if you guys want to pop it up and, and see it real quick. But... This game is from the creator of a game called Pony Island, which I've, I've not completed it, but I want to go back because I forgot about this game, where Pony Island is a game where you're playing, I think it's like you're playing an arcade game that's like this silly pony game. And you, as you play the game, you start to realize that the, the game is possessed by, like, Satan. And so it's like this <laughs> meta game thing that's, like, 
border, not horror, but it's definitely freaky and creepy. Hmm. And so this new game, uh, Inscription, reads like this. Inscription is an inky black card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelike escape room-style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. Darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards. And we were just talking about art style, and I think this is like the yeah. definition oh. of art style. So this cool. in this trailer, what's so cool is that there's a card like this is a card game. So you see like a table, cards going out on the table, and it's very dark. You can't see the rest of the room. And then as the trailer goes on, you can see these characters that you're playing the game, the card game against, and they are freaking creepy. Like really weird looking. The cards start talking to you. And I think what the most interesting mm. element of all is that beyond this card game, there's uh, an escape the room type element. Like it shows the character getting up and walking around this really creepy room. And so there's some kind of like meta level game going on within this. And then towards the end of the trailer, it even shows like there's some kind of like pixel art game within this and even full motion video. Like it shows a video of someone picking up yeah, uh, I saw a, hand. A, a floppy. So there's lot, lots of weird stuff going on with this game. And I love weird stuff and devolver digital. They're one of those companies that they have an eye for quality stuff. Like no yeah. matter what I'm trying to think of a, a game that devolver put out that was, bad i mean they've put out stuff that i thought is average um but for the most part if you see devolver you're it's gonna be oh uh serious sam that was one that was uh not very good <laughs> the devolver did sorry I'm sure guys. the comments will will dig into their whole history now <laughs> oh i'm sure i'm sure but i'm just saying like in general in general you think about like hotline miami enter the gungeon uh they they put out fall guys uh like they they have an eye for for interesting and unique fresh ideas and this one when i saw it i was like damn there's something about this game that is uh very interesting to me i'm not even i like a good card game you know hearthstone is cool mm -hmm. uh slay the spire was really interesting Love Slay but the spire. Yeah. for me it's just like i want to know what is this creepy room that you're in who are these creepy uh guys that you're playing this weird card game that is moving cards that are talking to you so just uh, pretty neat. And coming out this year, I believe. Let me see what it says. Uh, I'm looking. Available in 2021. No date yet. But check it out. Check it out. I love the name of it because it has crypt in it. Like the way they spell yes. inscription. It has crypt in it. I, I, I think that's kind of neat because it's a little nod to Amazing. what the game's about looks interesting that's actually on my radar now when i watched that trailer i thought wow this looks really good I, especially it was when i saw the card game i went okay this looks fine and then i saw right. it pull out and start doing the escape the room puzzles and i went this this is where it gets really interesting so i'm i'm gonna keep an eye on that one hopefully it comes out soon as an indie game it's a 2021 and i'm imagining they don't want to fall into a busy holiday period so fingers no. crossed yeah. for before yeah. then right right all right so that leaves me with my number two um so I kind of wanted to go with one title, but one game that's been called my name, and it's SMT5. 
This, uh... Oh, shit. Yeah. This one, as you can tell, I thought Nintendo had a pretty good show. Yeah. Um, they... You know, this was a game that was revealed alongside the Switch. As many people know, I'm a big Persona fan. And I know that Persona was spun off from SMT, but now Persona is way more popular than SMT. So I was very interested to see how they handled this game because it's that awkward thing where it's like, do we stick to our guns and do what SMT is known for? Or do we do we make a game that that is inspired by our spinoff? And it looks like in a couple of ways that they've taken some cues from Persona in the way that the combat's presented. It's not necessarily um, the, the first-person dungeon crawling stuff that we've seen in a in SMT games and really more so on the 3DS with like Etrian Odyssey and stuff. Uh, but what I saw here, I really liked you. You, for those who didn't see it, it's like a post-apocalyptic Tokyo. I'm obviously a sucker for post-apocalyptic stuff. And so you go in this world and they're like, become a God. And I'm like this is, this game's just rad. It, uh, especially because you get to interact with the, um, the, the, the demons from uh, persona on a different level. Uh, normally you're summoning them almost like, pokemon and and using their spells as your own in this case they're party members like they had jack frost in your party i saw that and just as a persona fan uh for so long i was very excited about just the idea of connecting with these creatures on a i guess a different level but um i know that these games are dark and i was so excited about this i actually picked up smt4 on my 3ds and i'm gonna play it before five to kind of get a feel for this series and what it's all about because i've heard fantastic things about its story and i know atlas don't miss so i'm i'm very excited for this one it's coming out in november uh and i'm definitely going to be playing it um i'm just uh, you know it looks better than i thought it would right for a game that's been gone for so long i, I thought eh, it's you know i don't really know if it's gonna hit the right mark and i know i'm a persona fan but i don't think i'm an smt fan and this looks like the uh the one that can really pull me in on a deeper level so i dustin i'm curious for you as Someone who's also a big Persona fan. Did this grab you as much as it grabbed me? It did and it didn't. Mm. Uh, in that what I saw from the the treehouse, I was just kind of skipping around at some of the, the gameplay. I was like, I don't... <laughs> For me, I really wanted a, a strong story hook from the trailer, <coughs> and I did not get that. Mm. Um, which, obviously, I mean, the gameplay... The gameplay looks cool. It's it's pretty standard JRPG stuff, which is fine. I like that. Uh, I just don't... Maybe there's more info out there I haven't seen or anything. I was just like, I don't know what's going on uh, with this game, which that's such a strong element for me when it comes to Persona is the story and the style, which, dude, let me tell you, though, that main character with the, the, the blue hair, amazing. Yeah. I love, I love it. love the way that character looks. And so I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, but I feel like I this may be on me. I need to do a little more personal research. For what it's worth, I'm excited. And I don't know much about the story, but I also kind of choose to pull out of the story details as much as possible with games because I feel like you can see something and go, ooh, that looks fun and know how you're going to play the game, but it's not until you get your hands on it that you can feel it if it's actually fun. So knowledge to me doesn't affect the gameplay fun, but knowledge can impact your your story enjoyment, right? If you know what's coming. And what to expect. So for me, just on a on a ground level, just knowing, hey, it's post apocalyptic, and you know, you're, you're you're trying to become a god. It's like, oh, okay, all right, shit. Yeah. Like that's that's wild enough for me, because uh, I know Atlas 
well enough to assume they will go. I don't know if they'll succeed, right? We don't want to assume, but I they will go deeper than just what has been presented as they always do. So I'm very excited for this one. Nintendo Switch exclusive. They had a like I said, they had a really good show, and there's. If we did a top five, I think the I think I, I I'd have another one from their showcase here as well. Um, but yeah, they they uh, they killed it. And SMT five hits number two, so that leaves us with our number ones. Damn, number My one, turn? Yeah. number one, number one for your E three. Stalker. Stalker. Yeah. Nice. Stalker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying not to look up because I don't want to like. I feel like if I refresh myself, the next one I see will be whatever one I choose as number one because it'll be the biggest in my mind. But the biggest in my mind without relooking is Stalker. Mm. Atomic Heart was, but I couldn't figure out. So Atomic Heart finally ran at a frame rate that wasn't speed. <laughs> it was the worst frame rate I've ever seen in trailers for Atomic Heart for years. Um, I really liked what I saw. But one thing that Microsoft did well was Microsoft didn't have an issue showing games that shared a theme or a genre which is almost that's almost unheard of at e3s most of the time it's like you only shoot you show, you only show one futuristic shooter you only show one racer and they showed multiple things for cyberpunk a lot of those looked really good um i wanted to go with rabbits but i just don't know enough about what that's going to be i mean it's super exciting but for me i saw a bunch of stalker like they showed a ton which is pretty rare to see that much. And the guns, the way they looked, sound effects, whatever. You know, it's not done yet. But there were some issues there. But just the way the guns, little idiosyncrasies on the rail gun where there were the fingers moving along like an old diesel engine, like pistons that are external yeah. or rods that are external. There was, there was so much thought to the look. And I think I told you this, but um, Iron Lord's podcast, they had seen the guy blink. And move, and because Stalker was so buggy originally, they thought the special power in the Stalker 2 trailer was a bug. That's how buggy Stalker is known for. Like, that people were just assuming the trailer that Microsoft and and these guys were going to show was that buggy. And I thought that was intriguing because, dude, it's jank, man. You play Stalker, Call of Pripyat, you're just like, you got to be prepped for some jank-ass game. And at the same time, it's also, it's got so much weird, cool quirky gnarly shit going on in it and that's why you have fans who i mean that game's got to be over a decade i don't remember how old it is it's way over a decade but that's why metro became a thing and that's why i think stalker 2 is probably going to be very popular and it just looks good graphically the anomaly is the way that the, where they were going it ties into one in fact uh he even states in the extended uh, microsoft event they were talking about the uh the antenna which was a mission to destroy in the prior games. And they're like, it still stands and all that. This, that mystery shit is what I dig. That's, that's what Halo is missing, for instance, is the mystery stuff. Like Halo 1, I used to love because of the, who's the flood, what are the flood mm -hmm. and all that. And then once you find stuff out, it's harder to really, I don't know. It's just, I like a little mystery and Stalker returned that mystery. Like everything they showed, every gun, every enemy, that's the first time where I was sitting there, like, wide-eyed looking at the screen, trying to catch every single moment of what was going on, trying to figure out where they were even. And by the way, they even talked about that. They were like, we're going to return to the swamps. And I got to tell you, like, the entire game of Stalker didn't look as good as, like, a five-foot-by-foot five, five foot section of Stalker 2. Like, that's how far graphics have advanced. It's just 
it's nuts man it's it looks so good looks fun shooting looks awesome by the way just like uh necromunda necromunda does a great job with recoil showing a couple of shotguns in stalker and he was firing and it was doing the thing where it's like because you cannot control a shotgun perfectly unless you're trained on a shotgun for a long time or you're shooting those pussy rounds the that the people use for like trick shooting in shotguns if you're by the way if you've shot a real shotgun what you're seeing on youtube that's not real shoot a real shotgun it fucking hurts it's like there's a reason why people wear leather pads and stuff (laughs) like it's ridiculous that and that shit i mean he was firing and it looked like it just it's that thing where when a gun goes off if you've ever seen it if you've ever been near a real gun when it goes off there's a moment of hesitation in your brain where it's like that was a thing something just happened and stalker 2 every time the gun shot i was like whoa Hmm. whoa that's a it reminded me did you guys ever play the ps2 game where they decided to mix the guns at the proper level um black you guys ever play black oh that's on uh, game pass no i've never played it Black was originally, so it was layered so that the guns were as loud, not in real life. Of course, you can't have speakers go that loud. But what they were, they were basically at the point to where it was, it it did the same thing in game as it would do in real life, which is cause your ears to just shut off for a second. Like sensor, everything in your ears is like, okay, don't, don't intake anything. And so that moment of almost like where everything doles down for a second, like in a movie, (laughs) And that's what they were doing. It's just everything about that game, man. And they didn't even show if there's RPG stuff. Um, the facial animation looked awesome. Characters mm-hmm. didn't. But the animation on the faces looked good. Yeah. So, yeah. And you can tell that one's, like, high for me. Because, dude, the more I saw, the more I was just like, oh, shit. That's... They looked way better than I Hopefully expected. it turns out good. I agree. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Stalker. I mean, I like Stalker and all, but you wouldn't tell anybody it was... The greatest looking game in the world. Dustin. Numero Damn. uno. Number one. Can you guess? <laughs> think I Number know. one for me is Elden Ring, of course. No way. I know. I'm sorry. It's obvious. But mm. man, I really, really loved this trailer because I like a trailer that tells you about the game without directly laying things out without a voiceover or whatever you know it starts off they show your you know the open world it shows that you're on a horse and it's things like that they they showed the open world initially so it's like okay this tells us this game's open world it's got a mount there's the part where you're jumping the the horse combat there's the part where it shows the guys moving the carriage which to me is like you know open world uh uh, interactions like for example i i'm wondering if this game has i dare say comparable to breath of the wild slightly in that you know the three of us can each play this game for a week and then come together and have different stories about what happened not so much in emergent gameplay but just what happens like oh i saw these i saw the guys with the carriage and so it was nighttime, so I snuck around, and you know, I uh, was able more to take of them almost off. Ghost of Shishima. right? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why, but yeah, no, I get yeah. That. But and then th- there was other elements of this trailer, like it showed uh, the the weapon arts, which is you know a lot, a lot like Dark Souls, but 
Miyazaki confirmed afterwards that the the weapon arts are no longer tied to specific weapons, so you can actually like swap those around, which is really cool. And yeah, it's just I'm I'm curious so much about this open world element. There's a lot of interviews which I've like kind of researched, but I also want to be surprised. And it's interesting too seeing the criticism around this because some people are like, "Ooh, this just looks like Dark Souls 4. Uh, or it's open world Dark Souls. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love this idea of how they can take this formula. And really, one of the quotes, I can't remember exactly what he said for from Miyazaki, but he's really made it clear that it's like, this is the game. We're taking everything we've ever learned from our games. and We're putting it into this. You can see that. You can see the the Dark Souls art direction, the 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 jumping mechanic. You know they're they're introducing some Sekiro elements yeah. with uh, the jumping, the stealth, and they're even doing some new stuff. They talked about how certain I don't know exactly how it works, but you're going to be able to summon uh, enemies. That, like you're going to be able to recruit enemies in a way, and then summon them later in battle, which you see that in the trailer. So it almost like has a Pokemon element yeah. to it. Dude, did the yeah. horse fucking double jump? Yes. Did the horse double jump? Okay. So no, nobody believed me. I'm like, now that fucking yeah. horse definitely double jumps in that game. So right. yeah, it's, it's over the top. I like it. I think well, it looks like Dark Souls four and that's good. Right. Dark Souls three being one of the best ones. Well, that's what I, something I really am intrigued by is that this horse uh, is summonable. It's a spirit, some kind of spirit horse. And so it yeah. showed specifically him, the, the character riding a horse and fighting a dragon. I was like, man, how does that, how will the ability to get on and work? off a mount during a, a boss encounter work? Like, I just feel like that opens up so many possibilities. And, uh, and then straight up. Remember that? Did you see that, oh, Justin? Yeah. The horse ride straight up the side of some mountain or something? I was just right. like, damn. It looked, yeah. Yeah, it looked good. Brilliant. So I love a good trailer that it gives you, you know, it tells you the bullet points without telling you, you know, open world, horseback, um, you know, stealth, it has jumping, which it feels weird to be like, stealth and jumping, that's big. But it really is. For games that are so focused on their combat, adding jumping is is huge so i love i love that it spelled those things out but it opened up and unlocked my mind into curiosity like you know it 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 just shows enough to get your mind going on what the different possibilities like one one last example and then and then i'll stop waxing poetic about this trailer is that you see there's like a giant creature that's got a bell under it but there's a building on top of it but it's moving mm-hmm. so it's like oh so how do you get up there maybe you have to wait until it's in a certain location and then jump on top of it maybe you have to take it out and then you can get on top of the creature and maybe there's some kind of treasure in there it's just that inviting uh my, my your brain to think about like okay what's what's going on there and that's what's so exciting about the open world aspect of it but anyway elden ring looks great january fantastic i love that we got a date i'm praying it's not delayed but if it is delayed that's okay they can take the time to do it right right on 
So just like you, Dustin, my number one can't be surprising to anybody. It is Starfield. I Because we have this pure description of interest, I don't want to say I'm excited for Starfield. Clear, clear I'm excited by the notion of Starfield, but I'm not excited for the game yet. Um, but what I saw in the trailer on a universe level, there were enough details there that really got me thinking deeply on the game more than I have for a lot of, you know, as someone who covers a lot of games, I think I take a deep cut, but really it has that kind of Bioware, like Bioware and Bethesda are probably the only ones I would go to this length of breaking it down frame by frame, seeing everything that it has to offer. <clears throat> and I'm trying to come at this in a more original way because I've talked about it on my channel three different times. I've talked about it in defining Duke talking about it here as well. So I think the most simple thing I can say is a lot of what excites me about Starfield is not only what was displayed universe-wise and sort of the buildup of mystery that Bethesda is so good at, but it was also what was said, which was, you know, I know Todd Howard has a reputation for hyperbole at times, which I fully understand, but the way he approached it seemed a lot more controlled where to me, it didn't strike me as hyperbole to say, we're taking a more, this game's going to be more, more hardcore compared to previous ones, which I think doesn't have to be a leap, a drastic leap saying, you know, suddenly we're going back to Morrowind. But when you look at four and uh, fallout four, I should specify in 76, like, yes, those were clearly not the hardcore games that Bethesda is known for. I would even argue Skyrim wasn't. Um, so to hear that is immensely relieving and I'm, it, it has me very curious where they go with this game. Um, I think that indicates stuff like no voice protagonist, something that we've said for a while, you know, I'm glad they tried it, got it out of their system, saw if it worked, you know, he, it seemed likely he wasn't going to go back to it because in a separate interview a year after the game came out, he went, yeah, we didn't do that as well as you know, it, it should have been done and, you know, it, it kind of hurt the game. So if he admits that to me, that says either we're going to try it again or we're going to just leave it. It was a fun experiment. Move on. So that combined with a upgraded engine for next gen only. The other thing I was hoping for, they're hitting all the right notes is what I'm trying to emphasize here is it's really less of Starfield because this could be Fallout. This could be Elder Scrolls. It's that they're talking like Bethesda Game Studios of old, which is just, we're going to do our thing. You know, we're, we're, we're going to make the best RPG we can. Something that I don't think was emphasized, even with Fallout 4, which was like peak teenage Maddie excitement. So uh, that if, if we were talking strictly from a gameplay point of view, I would say Eden Chronicle was my favorite game I saw at E3. That was just like this, let's take Octopath Traveler and put, in, put it on fucking steroids. I, I loved what I saw about that game, but to not take away from my, my actual pick, uh, Starfield was, was the, the favorite thing I saw at E3. And with that, gentlemen, let's move into the worst of you know worst. What? Oh, sorry. Please. Because I don't have worst of worst. I'm going to give a... Uh, what's the term for a side thing? Fuck, my brain is so... My uh, brain is like wax honorable paper. Mention. Uh, thank you. It absolutely would have got my number one, by the way, if I had seen a little bit more. And I'm not joking, not lying. Elix 2. <laughs> oh. People who don't like Elix 2, 
Here's why. Those motherfuckers had to have watched my review. Because in the trailer, they actually are just like, dude, jetpacks everywhere. Mm -hmm. Jetpacks everywhere. And by the way, if you've played that game, it's a jank. It's jank. It is also... It also does shit that a lot of other games don't. Like, if you sneak into somebody's house, the enemy will actually notice you and will, like, bitch at you and be like, what are you doing in my house? I jetpacked into somebody's home through a hole in the roof, mm -hmm. and I landed on his dishes. And he's like, what are you doing in here? Why are you in my house? And I was like, bitch, why do you have a hole in your roof? Would be the real question. Like, yeah, I just jetpacked into it, but shouldn't you worry about that? Like, the weird shit that happens in that game. The jetpack made that game everything. So the idea that they're doing a game and they're just embracing the jetpack. Like, I want enemies with jetpacks. I want fucking... I want State of Decay zombies to have jetpacks. Jetpacks in every game mm -hmm. is the way it should be. I love jetpacks. So, anyway. Elix looks awesome. It's seven bucks, by the way, for the original. If anybody likes that. If anybody's okay with jank beyond belief. How do you belief, spell that? You should check it. E-L-E-X. Okay. Two. I was trying and to it is it I mean, I am not lying. That game is... Like it makes Technomancer look like triple A polished fucking like <laughs> like that's quite a, the a, an insomniac game. <laughs> yeah. I love it though, dude. It doesn't matter. It's it never crashed. It's just it, you know, it's like that old style gothic. Right. A lot of people don't like gothic because you can die to a rat and they can't figure out that like in the game that's the way the game you like you'll die to something that you're like, how did I die to this bitch? But anyway, that's my honorable mention because I don't really have any negatives that I can think of. Very like, impressive. That that popped up. So, yeah. So I don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, there wasn't anything that like. There was stuff I was mad wasn't shown. I will say that. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, Dustin and I will run this shit into the ground then on on stuff. Yeah, you guys can. Stand. You guys can. You guys can embrace the negativity. <laughs> real quick, real quick. So I looked up Elix on on Steam, which is surprisingly <laughs> still fifty dollars, which is odd to me. Oh. Uh, but I'm friends with our our friend Lockmort on uh on steam and he actually has a review posted that i would like to read it says a highly realistic game the first npc i meet asked me to follow him i stopped for a second to pick some flowers turn around and he's gone just like my parents 11 out of 10 <laughs> there you go Damn. 10 out of 10 that's more. a steam review by the way that's why <laughs> that's you can't steam trust review. steam reviews <laughs> dude how many times you've gone into steam review and a person's like zero out of 10 and they'll be like no baby killing or whatever yeah and like yeah. damn seriously <laughs> anyway that's awesome though that's awesome go ahead the stinkers let's, let's embrace the bad let's embrace the, the the awful let's do it maddie do we want to do i have three here so i was thinking i'll just blitz all three because i'm not going to talk as long about them sure. as yeah as the other three. Oh yeah that works okay um the first stinker and i will do these from most disappointing how about that uh so the third, this one isn't disappointing. I just think it sucks. Uh, this stupid Ubisoft Avatar game. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Avatar, I'm so over it. And I, dude, not only that, you come, you, oh. you come to me with something that everyone's over and there's no, there's not even any gameplay. I just, I don't, I, James Cameron, fuck James Cameron. Sorry, I can't, <laughs> I'm not here for it. I'm not here for Avatar. What did James Cameron okay. do? What did I miss? <laughs> I only saw he's Avatar for the James first Cameron. time like last year. He's pretty pretend. I mean, I like Avatar, but he's a pretend. He's 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 pretty up there on the pretend. Like that dude. I don't know if you guys saw his Oscar. He won an Oscar one time, and basically like was like there was no one else but me running. Like he's <laughs> that's kind of he's he's peak 
optimism, self-optimism. We'll just call mm -hmm. it that. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on that. If you're an Avatar fan and you're leaving a comment, sorry, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sorry. You're not. <laughs> just like Bethesda's not sorry that, that Starfield's exclusive. Did you guys see that? They were just right. Oh, with Pete Hines. Yeah, they're like he said he was sorry. Yeah, they're like Bethesda apologized for exclusivity. I'm like, damn, the media ran with that one. <laughs> no, dude, I felt okay. I'll I'll try to be as quick as possible. I felt bad for Pete because he was just being a genuinely like, yeah, this sucks. Sorry, like it sucks that some people won't be able to play it. Sorry. Yeah. And then people were like, mm, they're apologizing, and he was just kind of like. I hate that he had to issue a second statement that was like, "Oh, not are you saying he was just saying he was just in, he was it was just a comment drop?" He was He's like, just like almost "I'm sorry, I can't play that, it. that was yeah, it." Yeah, and then people were like jumping onto that, saying, "You took your time to apologize." I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty stupid. Yeah. That's pretty stupid. Okay, the second one, which uh, this is like a I'm I'm saying this on behalf of the fans of this franchise, even though I've never played it. That is Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp. <gasps> Uh, I know a lot of people love Advance Wars. I I don't know anything about this, really. I've seen the gameplay. Love play. the original. People love the original. This remake is stinky. It looks like Fisher-Price toys, and I, <laughs> I couldn't believe at how oh. gross I thought this game looked. And it sucks because I've seen the pixel art of the original Advance Wars. I think it looks great. And called, they just... Uh, what's that? Dustin. Advance Wars 3. Advan Advan what is what's this called? Advance Wars remake, oh, reboot, Advance Wars one plus two reboot camp. Oh fuck you with the names, Jesus! Yeah, I know. It's oh yeah, so names. dumb. I but gotta look at this. I just I know that the in the original Pixar art the characters are very orange and blue, but like man, something about this 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 reboot just oh, looks. Oh, this is horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> So I feel bad because I know a lot of people have been waiting for this series to come back. Yeah, I'm a huge Advance Wars fan. That's horrendous looking. Yep. Yeah. I'm still so, going to support it, I think. I I, I, uh, I want to pick it up. I'll be honest. I'll pick up this stinker. Pick it up. Pick it up. Yeah. So, okay. And then my, the number one stinker right. of E3, if you weren't ready, this is... Uh, Final Hello? Fantasy Origins. Uh, what is it? Oh my the, god! What is it? The called? only oh, one I would also Paradise. put on there. Okay, <laughs> guys. Here's the thing. A few weeks before E3, one or two, one and a half, whatever, we hear about Final Fantasy is getting the Dark Souls treatment via Team Ninja, and it's like, <laughs> man, this could be cool. We can get the anime Dark Souls that we've always wanted. And it'll be great because mm. we know that Team Ninja makes good games with Neo. Sounded so good in our head, guys. It sounded so good. And then we see this trailer. Yeah. This fucking trailer is just jank. Jank. This, this man was wearing a t-shirt, man. Did you see that this shit? Man is, this man is wearing a long. It's almost like he's wearing a onesie, but he didn't button up the, the part that's by your taint, you know, and it's just like <laughs> hanging down. And, you know, it's a meme at this point, so I won't, you know, go over, but the, you know, I'm here to kill chaos. It's, it's more than, it's, it's more than a desire. I have to, it's a hunger. And it's like, what the fuck are you even saying? Like, I know, okay, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan, so I know that people are already like, oh, you like that shit. And it's like, yeah, it's, okay, that's fine. Fair point. I'll, I'll accept that. But 
man, this this trailer. It too, due to the guy at the end, he's like, he's like, I'm not so and so. I've become chaos. It's like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awful. On top of that, the demo, not hot either, in my opinion. It just feels like Doesn't you can good. tell, it, you can tell when you play the demo that it's the Neo team. It just feels like an incredibly worse version of Neo. Like, yep. it just be. Oh, we are talking Neo, Neo, right? Neo one and two. Yeah. Which are phenomenal. Yeah. Right. They're so that makes games. this like. Well, it should be better by I mean, by brand association. It should be leagues beyond. That's what, what I would, Neo is. That's why I was saying it's twice as bad because yeah. it should be better because they've learned and it should be better because well it should not be better but it's got the ip and it's it just it looks like trash it's b it's like c-tier platinum games where Did sometimes you guys... you're like what are what are they doing mm-hmm. i i need okay so you guys haven't played the demo you should i'm really curious if you guys played it as neo fans uh because i'm a little mixed on neo um even though i think it is good it's one of those things where i'm it just I don't know if I don't like I like some of the aspects of the way the combat works, but that's just me on a personal level. I'm not saying it's bad. Right. So I'm curious from people that are Neo fans if they thought this demo was good because I was playing it and I was like, this is I have friends this, who this is not it. Really gassed it up. They're like I say this with all due respect, they they fucking like gas up anything in the souls franchise anything like souls born kiro neo like they just love it all they eat it up for me from the outside looking in i was like this game just looks like you know it looks like exactly what i feared it would be which is man i hope they don't make a a a a crappy souls kind of game that feels like it's lacking in mechanical depth and is a complete cash in because of the ip it's tied to i hope they capitalize on it and make something that dominates neo 2 and they didn't do that. It doesn't look like anything close to that. Because um, I saw some people defending it, going like, "Well, it's an experimental game." I'm like, "No, no, no. Neo two is Neo one and two were your experiments. Sorry, they those are your experiments to say we well, fi- we figured it out." In my opinion, now and experiments fail. Yes, that too. It just it was I really mean, disappointing. I yeah. it was a game that on it was really disappointing on, on paper. Yeah, I, I didn't have that on my list. I actually forgot about it. That's how little I cared about it because. So did I. I saw it on paper and went, oh, you know, this is something that, that sounds cool. And then I heard about the trailer and I just saw everyone talking about the demo being broken. And I'm like, yep, this sounds like a colossal you know, fuck up across the board. Is Was that what was that number one? That was, that was number yeah, one that for was, me. Dustin's number one. That, that, did you guys do the scar before Maddie goes, do you guys do the Scarlet Nexus demo? Because, man, I, yeah. I thought that I watched the Thursday uh, Xbox thing where they let the devs talk. And I was like, man, this looks awesome. And then every person I've talked to said that the game fucking demo sucks. Yes. Like, it's terrible. Is that true? I don't get Dude, it. it's a lot. No, I mean, there was no positive feedback on that demo. I was It was shocking. Like, mm-hmm. I was so mm-hmm. excited. I went into my Discord and people were like, dude, it fucking demo's terrible. So, I don't, man, that makes me nervous because... Well, this weekend, like some, you know, reviewing mm-hmm. it and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. dude, I, I played, you played it. Scarlet Nexus what was bad? Uh, was it I'm just tr- bad? This is where I mean, I'm, I'm really not. A, I mean, I am kind of a game critic, but it's weird because I feel like at a loss for words. It was a few weeks ago now. I remember feeling like the gameplay just like 
Do you ever just play a game and it just doesn't feel fun <laughs> to play? It's the most, oh, I, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the worst yeah. way to describe it. Cause it's like, well, why didn't it feel fun to play? And I'm like, I kind of don't know. Mm. Like it had a lot of, like you, you can switch between the, these different characters and have different character abilities. And it just, uh, it wasn't very fun. And the other thing was like, it does the cheap uh, cut scenes and gameplay where it's like a character. It's not like Persona where you have like a portrait. It was just like a picture of someone's face. And oh, and gotcha. Yeah. And oh, like, Bandai does that with some stuff. Interesting. Right. Just a face. See, that's fine so, in certain games. Like, I feel like if your game is uh, just to call up because we were kind of talking about like Octopath or something like where it's not fully animated or you can't see facial animations, then a picture kind of like in a la persona where you see the portrait of the character. Is that what it's like, Dustin? Cause I feel like that works for some games, but for something like Scarlet, which is 3d models and they're there and alive, really, they should right. be moving about. No, I don't think there's any, uh, movement. I'm trying to, okay. On it. I mean, a lot of this is that I really just don't, uh, I don't remember the demo. It was it was like pr- almost probably a month ago now that I played it, and it was so forgettable Blah. that yeah. I, Explains uh, why no that that matches that it, dude. It's ridiculous. Like I've never had that kind of ba- like bass awkward. It felt like the medium reviewing the medium all over, oh, where no. I thought one thing I and I went in again. and people were like, yeah. <sighs> and with with this game, I I saw the stuff on Thursday and I was I jumped in and. Like it was just universal, man, and it was even big fans were like, "Dude, at least from what that demo showed, that is not going to be a good game." And I was really surprised it was just universal, which that is uh, it's rare these days to get a universal feedback. Yeah, I'll I'll go now. I guess I'll rapid fire through mine. Do it. Yep, 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 yep. All right, number three, another Square Enix nod here. Final Fantasy on mobile. They take one through six. They throw these fuckers on Steam. They throw them on phones. I'm convinced that Square Enix despises Final Fantasy fans. It reminded me of Final Fantasy VII, where people thought, oh, they're going to announce the remake. <clears throat> the trailer's not, it's going to convert, surely. I think it was the 2014 conference at, at, on Sony stage. And 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 they just show Final Fantasy VII is being ported to PS4, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is this tone deaf announcement?" This is one of those moments where I don't think it was as tone deaf, but it was another situation where I went, "Why? Why are you so obsessed with limiting this franchise? Just the way they treat it." As we touched on a little bit with Chaos Final Fantasy or whatever it's called, and now this, it was just it's it blew my mind. It really did. It's like, okay, you're halfway there, and it's like. Why are you halfway there? Why aren't these games on different consoles? And especially when Square Enix's mobile initiative is consistently bad. It has never been good. And, and especially the Final Fantasy ports, which people have said are bad. So now PC players are getting the bad version. I think it's just frustrating. I think it's super frustrating. But that's why it's at number three. Number two, you'd think it'd be a game. You'd think it'd be a moment. It is a whole fucking conference. Capcom never fucking show up to E3 again. Never show up to E3 again unless you are a part of someone's showcase because you don't get it. You don't get it. You announced DLC. You showed off. And as a visual novel fan, let me make it clear. I geeked out over Rampa Decadence, but there was a reason why people geeked out over it. It's because it wasn't shown for like 20 minutes. Phoenix Wright for like a 20-minute showcase? No, no, no. Bad choice. Then on top of that, you wrap it up with eSports fucking esports man i felt like i was in a fever dream i couldn't believe it and then it's over 
They recapped it. They like hired a host and everything. Some of these, the, all this pandemic showed is some of these companies need these recurrent E3 showcases to remember what it was about. Between that and like Take Two's Zoom call, I was flabbergasted by how out of touch these companies were. But what was probably the most infuriating one of them all was Babylon's Fall. Ooh. Just, okay. So while Dustin was talking, I was bringing up a tweet because I was like, I'm pretty sure there was something I had to say. So January 6th, 2020, Gamatsu posts, Platinum Games receives capital investment from Tencent Holding to expand into self-publishing. I saw this and I'm like, I remember distinctly going, man, I hope they're not making like a live service game or something. Why would Tencent invest in them? And I put it, right. I quote tweeted it because this is when I dropped my Astro Chain and Platinum Games history video. And I said, I just made a video praising y'all to the highest degree. Why Tencent? Oh, well. And... Then after they show it, we learn it's a live service game and they described it as Babylon's fall aims to, to be a near automata that never ends, which betrays everything that near is about everything, man. It was fucking unreal. I just, I felt like I was talking to a wall. So as much as I love platinum games, this was a fat ass miss. I was, I was once again, these were these last two like could could both depending on the day sit there in first place. They really could. Like there were just these two as titans of E3 as just what the fuck happened. Um so as a Platinum Games fanboy, I felt like I got Fallout 76 with Babylon's fault. It's just like why this makes no sense, man. It makes no sense. Maddie, I have to I have to ch- chime in here too. Please. So first of all, the the what the fuck is going on with the visuals of this game like it looks like i think there's another thing that kyle bossman said in his video i just want to make sure that you know people know this wasn't my original thought but it was very well said this game looks like three there were three art directors and they are battling for what this game should look like Mm -hmm. it's got like this super generic high fantasy feel and then it also has this weird watercolor look that just looks like someone barfed on the screen, like they ate like a bunch of Skittles or something and then <laughs> threw up on the screen. It dude, like and dude, I've seen games that are, take a watercolor painter painting aesthetic that look great. This one is not one of them. Yeah. And dude, it just like anything there's nothing about this game visually that really looks good. And then on top of that, it's like Part of me, hear me out here, because Colin posed this to me on Sacred Symbols. They they really wanted to evoke Nier. They started off by talking about Nier. I'm like, man, this actually could have been, like, imagine if they, they made this a Nier game, okay? Mm. I know live service, a lot of people instantly, red flags go up, but imagine a game called, like, Nier uh, Yorha Origins or something. You create your own android and it's about you go through and you do uh, missions with other members of Yorha where you're taking out uh, different uh, robots or maybe there's even some of the fight with uh, the aliens or whatever. I mean, there's there's a huge hmm. thousands of years that happened before Nier Automata, which, again, this is a Yokotaro thing, so maybe he wouldn't want to do that, but... I just, I'm like, even though I don't necessarily am saying I want, like, a near live service game, 
it would have been way better than this generic ass looking shit. Yeah, I think that's fair if you lean in near. It'd also be kind of like license abuse. Like, okay, we finally got near to a popular spot. Live service game. Live service. Oh, yeah. They did do, I think it's called like Reincarnation, which is a mobile gotcha game. And I'd rather have this than a, yeah. a, a near live service game it like just, that than a mobile game. This Genshin Impact wave is going to be the death of me because I'm going to see so many fucking games I know. Genshin was the first, and I know it's not going to be the last where I go, wow, this looks like it could be so much more. And you're not going to let me just pay $60 and have a full game. You're going to try to milk the shit out of me and make something half-baked. This is next in line. There's going to be another one because Genshin is making boatloads of cash. Like, I say this all the time, but, man, if I could just pay $60 for Genshin Impact and, and just strip out the monetization, strip out the, the, the dailies, just give me a story, give me that world, that art style, and those characters you can play as with the same combat, I'd be thrilled. But there's just too much shit in between that just bothers me. And I feel like Babylon's Fall is going to be that. And I get it. You want to set up a recurrent revenue resource or whatever or source. i sure. But uh, as a Platinum Games fan, this was so disheartening to see. You know, it's like you go independent mm. and you make a live service game. It, it makes sense, but it also doesn't because you look at so many companies that have someone overhead pushing them into live service for their shareholders. But in this case, they're like, we're going to do it on our own. So we're going to make a live service game. It's like, fuck, man. <laughs> You know, this is why you like, they're just so weird financially. They, they, they went independent. They took an investment from Tencent for self-publishing and then they kickstarted the wonderful 101 remaster. It's like, wh- like, do you, are you able to do this on your own or not? You know, I can't really gauge where they're at. And then of course, Bayonetta three, just falling off the face of the planet. They're in a really weird spot. As long as they get Astral Ch- Chain two out, that's, that's all I care about. Right. Astral Chain on PS five. Let's go. I think Nintendo yeah. owns something about that, but I wanted to run at 60. Damn it. Yeah, I agree. We actually talked about that on Defining Duke Ultimate. Just We were speculating about oh. games that could come over from the Switch. I was like, I feel right. like Astro Chain falls in that bin. Like That could definitely leave the Switch and get you know 60 FPS and, and more people would play it, and suddenly Ooh. it's this underrated gem. Um, but yeah, as it stands now, no word on that. No. All right, gents. It's time for us to do patron questions and wrap this shindig up. Get out of here. Not a lot. Start our weekend. Not a lot. I know. It's kind of, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, not that we we like the interaction, but you know, not bad. But also, pizza. just on the other hand, like, I wonder if this is just a, a reaction to all the content we've been hit with. You know, they they have so many Duke podcasts this week. Sacred symbols. They've got right. ham radio got all my videos so it's like they're probably they feel like questions have been answered so let's get it started with ina howdy fellas just had a simple and really quick question what game out right now on console or pc do you think would translate well into the mobile platform i just tried out league of legends mobile game and was surprised at how good it was cheers fellas love you all thank you ina i don't think on this level do you guys i don't know if i have an answer i don't want to think of anything that could go to mobile because i think by by definition it's it's limited, right? So right. I, I don't know if I have an answer. I guess I'm thinking from the perspective of like making a console game with touch controls on your phone and not not my thing. Like mm. I don't I'm not the type of guy that I'm like, mm, fuck all mobile games because I feel like if you, the best mobile games are games that are designed for mobile. Best console games or PC, those are designed for those platforms. Because it's just the the input is so different, um, mm-hmm. so 
I don't know. I don't have an answer for this. Sorry to I'm I'm yeah. comping out, but Carrick, you're a big mobile guy. Yeah, I think my I think my mic was not working because I was I was gonna say something all the way back about a Babylon's fall. Oh, so I'm gonna shit, answer I'm sorry. two things. I'm sorry. I've tried to interject twice and I don't I haven't seen my light light up. Yeah, so I, I don't think you. it I think I'm it's sorry. on my side. Um Babylon's fall real quick. I think the reason why Dustin's noticing something, because I've been watching this trailer. Um, if you look at the trailer at 1080p, which is the highest it goes, it mm. actually I'm counting 480 pixels. Mm. Oh, so there's something going on, and I don't know if people know, but YouTube has had an issue where it's not upload, it's not upresing your videos when you upload them right now. I uploaded a video for a review, and it stayed at 1080p. It didn't go to 4K. I'm believing that's what you're seeing right now with this video, at least, because this video is definitely fucked up. Um, it also looks like the NVIDIA filter for paint watercolor. So NVIDIA mm. filters, you can you can. And so I personally actually like the idea, but you can if you pause it, like I paused this trailer at one minute, 13 seconds. That's that's like 180p resolution. <laughs> as 1080p so something that could be the same thing i'm running into where they uploaded i'm not saying it'll magically make it better but i right. saw people saying this looks blurry and shit and also it's got horrible sound which by the way you, you have to have good sound for like a fighter all those things like i sort of dig the idea of a watercolor game like you guys did too nobody said right. they did yeah. um but I actually do believe that they may actually th that's at least for this what I'm seeing there is a technical issue with their video like go if you get a chance go to YouTube and look there's something wrong with the actual upload so that's one thing about Babylon's Fall um there was something else I was gonna say no big deal no loss uh so we were talking about this mobile I would say Chimera Squad I would like to see on mobile hmm. Chimera Squad's the um the XCOM oh light. And I liked yeah. Chimera Squad, despite some issues, but Chimera Squad had some tactics that you've never seen in XCOM, which is like breaking into, you had to choose which side of a building to go into, and you got to like role play almost like the ending of Mass Effect 3 or 2, where you choose who goes on what mission. Here, you chose who went in through what door. If they had a particular blast charge, it would do better. I loved that. And mobile, I'd play the fuck out of it. Um, any game that's like Star Rangers or Star Traders, I would like. And I think there is a ton on the consoles that I would like to see. We saw Oxenfree obviously make those a point and click and 2D. I am a big, wouldn't say mobile fan. It's just that when I have time, I want to see a real game. So the weakness everybody else sees on moving stuff to mobile, I agree with. It's just if the opposite of that is going to be the shit games we normally get, that sucks. Mm. So to me, like suggesting some really good games is awesome because it does, they do, they get the shaft and they could do awesome. There's games that could be on mobile. But I look at, you know, on, on PC and I'm like, Jesus, why, why is that not on mobile as well when it could finally do it? And, and even with touch, I think touch is the big issue with mobile. Yeah. Touch just doesn't feel good. It just, it, it just sounds weird because it's called touch, but it, it, it blows dick. And it's weird when I'm playing my Xbox streaming and I have a controller and the game feels 100,000 times better, even if the game is friggin' turn-based, where it shouldn't feel better. 
or it doesn't have any right to feel that much better. And it feels that much better. I would rather stream it from my PC or my Xbox than I would play the native. Um, I don't know how they fix that. I don't, people have talked about haptics on the back of phones. I don't know if you've seen that lately, but I think yeah. Samsung had tried to do the Steam thing on the back. Of the, this looks really dirty. But they, like all those things people have been trying to do, I would love to see that improved. I think mobile has mobile has a place where you could see some great side games as, as well. So like the man, base management we see in games, I would love to see that on mobile where you can base manage on mobile right. and then you go to your normal game which Fallout Tactics, but merged with Fallout somehow. Because I don't know if that happened. I had originally thought Fallout Tactics was going to be, I do shit in Fallout Tactics, and in Fallout, I have more resources. But that didn't happen, right? That's a that's a dream of mine, right? Mm-hmm. You did. They weren't connected, were they? Tactics was a semi-canon entry. But it didn't. What I'm saying is, it didn't connect game wise to four, right? As in, if I got resources um, in tactics. Oh no 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 fo- no! Sorry, no. I thought you meant connected you know canonically. No, no, it did not. I wish that'd be cool. Sorry. Yeah. No. That and I. I feel that most mobile most game companies oh, that put them on mobile. Are you thinking of shelter, not tactics? I said. I said tactics. Yeah, I'm in shelter. Shelter doesn't connect. I'm in either. shelter. Shelter just had okay things from four in there but like it wasn't but imagine if you could yes. there are so many things that could go on on mobile you remember when microsoft used to be like dude you fucking grab your this and that you're playing your care and you're like okay but really what it is is the inferior controlling version on mobile mm-hmm. instead why don't you embrace it and say if you buy the mobile game whatever this may be it does this for your main game and if it's engaging and fun fuck i'd be there day one man there's there's multiple games out there where base management is sort of not very good on console improve it by having a mobile version of it or, or if you want you know stuff like that but talking a lot about mobile i actually think mobile's a place I, it dude they're powerful phones my phone is freakish powerful man that thing's like doing 4k video it's doing shit that would choke like an xbox 360 so why aren't we playing games like that i think it's because of the market of games that are there that's popular and that more likely makes money right i think that's a big for sure i mean dude try buying a premium game it's hard Mm -hmm. go and find go to google android play store or whatever and go i want to buy a game and never have to pay again the number of those games is insanely it's low. Why they're it's like, why they're popular? It's when they're there. one and two. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> it's it's, like, I think Jade like, Empire is like there. Number two, one and two. They, and Jade uh, Empire is there. Yeah. I think there's a they yeah. um, what is it? Mistwalker put a game out there as well that looks really good. They did, and that's Apple Arcade. That that looks great, but I mean it's not done yet. That's like the first part, I think. Um, and the rest is coming whenever. So. Yeah, it's it's like you said. It's it's probably why it's valuable for if your game can. Like, that's why I'm surprised Octopath Traveler isn't on phones because I'm thinking, you know, that's a yeah. small game in the in the sense of how it's visually presented. Where I feel it could fit fine on the phones. And well, and there's nothing no that's problem. requiring you to have high fidelity of of uh, of thumb movement. Yeah, you could do picking and choosing, right? Um, there, dude, it's. Like I said, my phone's freakishly powerful. And the more, once I stepped up to this phone, because I'm not a cell phone fan, I don't even have a phone number. I just have the thing for fucking reading PDFs and playing games. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't use it as normal people do. But they're ultimately powerful, man. There's some, 
there's some really cool stuff that could happen. I, I hope it does someday because I actually think whatever company cracks that, whether it be streaming, I guess, with Xbox maybe. But I just yeah. feel that their premium games can do well there if, if they figure it out. Agreed. Next entry comes from Coach Blue. All right, fellas. It's time I join Sean, join Sean Mason in sharing some of the wacky things I see as a teacher. So we got we got multiple teachers here in the audience. Shout out to the teachers. In my 12th grade world literature class, my students finished reading the book 1984 by George Orwell. Hey. For final projects. Good on you. I had my students design their own dystopia and write a story set in their dystopia. One of my students wrote about a dystopian earth where everyone is morbidly obese. And the following is a passage from their story. Quote, Africa's population has been drastically reduced uh, in this dystopia because lions now see humans as baby elephants and hunt them relentlessly. End quote. Kids these days. Wow. Good on them. These fucking. I feel good story, bro. Yeah. Would read. Would read again. Yeah, I, I, it's it's wild because you know I, my my brother's a teacher and my mom's a teacher's aide, so like I hear these stories and I'm thinking like we just have a wild school near us, but I mean, it seems just it's it's globally these kids are are out of out of control. They need to be brought in line. Sean and and Coach Blue need to guide the youth a little more tightly if they're going to talk well, about. He's also having them read a book that a lot of schools wouldn't even have, dude. A lot of schools would not have that book anymore in their life like in their ability for kids to even read them mm. which is sad and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that book but a lot of a lot of schools are going really weird with what they let their kids read so good on him for letting them read it yeah i liked when when i was a student and you know like what would happen is my brother's five years older than me so when we get a book you know he typically go oh we read that too and there was an underwhelming sense because you were like oh i'm just following the same curriculum that's been established for probably a decade now. Um, and so when we brought home a book that maybe he hadn't heard of or hadn't seen before, it's a little more exciting because it knew you knew the teacher was tapping in something of their own, right? And uh, that, that, enga- that personally engaged me a little bit more as a pretty shitty student. So, Isn't it weird, too, that we used to have teachers that didn't have the internet? So, like, they'd be teaching you what they knew they thought it might be right mm. and maybe it, maybe it was proven wrong but it's like how many times did you get taught something in science class or whatever that now would have been fixed oh, weekly yeah, I, would have been updated it's science was a big one fucking like yeah. that shit changes quick i was gonna say we've had we had rather uh, i distinctly remember a time in in a chemistry class in high school where a student was correcting the teacher because like something was off oh and yeah it was like that's a, a awkward kind of mm, yeah you know because as a student you're like you're supposed to know everything even though like they're human they're not going to um was, you mean as a teacher you mean yeah, as the yes, teacher, as the teacher yeah it. yeah you mm-hmm. assume yeah. that right like you, they have all the answers dude i don't know how when this changed but i we had a discussion where my teacher was dead set that there would never be chimera which is basically taking like firefly DNA and putting it into they put it in tobacco plants so that tobacco plant when it glows at night you know it's ready to be harvested like that's one of the first like big changes where they merge animal and and plant DNA back when like I was in school they didn't know that that would be possible so Mm. it was like no that's science fiction I a Dr. Moreau shit science fiction it'll never happen and it's like now we have China admitting that they made ape babies them 
once they like brought them to term you're mm-hmm. just like damn it's yeah. shit <laughs> science science is quick man it doesn't it doesn't wait around for nobody <laughs> absolutely good on him though for letting him read it yep Speaking of Sean Mason, in our last post, he writes in, Hey, Ham fam, at the time of writing, only five days remain in the school year. With that, this will be my final write-in about my adventures with my students until September. In the waning days, I am showing the classic and my favorite film, Back to the Future. Well, when I thought I couldn't be any more surprised by the naiveness of the past, I was proven wrong. Prior to starting the film, a boy asked if the film was released before or after the world discovered colors. At first, I thought he was asking if the film was in black and white or color. But upon further discussion, it became apparent that he legitimately thought the real world was in black and white until colored TVs show, TV shows and movies became a thing. We then had a 20-minute discussion on why old photos, movies, and TV shows were in black and white. By the end, he still didn't believe me or any of his classmates. He was positive we were pulling an elaborate prank on him. So my question, what is something you believed for a long time only to find out it wasn't true? Best, Sean M. Oh, wow. I just, I just picked my head up to see, to see Dustin. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, it's, that shit not that crazy, man. You, especially with black and white stuff, you'd be surprised how many people like <laughs> – that's actually hilarious man Uh, by the way i don't know if you guys ever read snow crash and the technomancer the older (laughs) or neuromancer the older cyberpunk uh, books but he describes static he was describing the static you see on a uhf channel when you go on a rotary dial channel well now people don't ever see that Mm. and so he was like sitting there going when he describes it he has to let the viewer just assume whatever they want to assume because many kids won't have seen that i like i can see i mean that's a dumb i think that kid was probably pulling his leg to be brutally honest but it is possible that somebody's just that dumb yeah i mean unfor right or not dumb but what would the term be un un unlearned (laughs) yeah Yeah. it happens you want to be nice to the youth right i don't want to use the word dumb but (laughs) it's just like yeah i don't know what unlearned you know not taught well you know so Okay, I'm trying. I can't think of anything for something that I believed and then found out it wasn't true. I'm sure. I mean, I'm positive there are. I do. Okay, I had a revelation the other day, guys, that makes me sound incredibly, incredibly dumb, but I'm willing to share it with you guys here on the podcast. I was thinking about the series Max Payne, Mm. and I don't know why I thought of this, but I was like, huh. I knew that his last name was Payne, like, you know. He has a painful oh. history. And then I realized, I was like, oh, Max Payne, like maximum pain. Yeah. His whole name is meant to be like a play on his life. I was like, oh, because I just always thought it was just, I never considered the Max part of it. You just thought it was Max. Max I just thought his normal. name was Max and then his last name was Payne. And I was like, oh, yeah, because he has, he's in, you know, his, his family dies or whatever. And so he's in pain. I never thought about Max and maximum pain side note i like, love wow. the uh the subway level in the first max pain i remember playing oh, yeah. that i remember playing that the on greatest the moments one of the greatest moments in gaming yeah just i don't know what it was for me it was so I, dark. I, I for years you couldn't have the same name location in the city because people would get confused so when i found out georgia was both in russia and in america completely dead set that that was possible because i couldn't figure out how you could have two places like both named georgia and for years Mm. i was playing uh, i remember playing rainbow six and they were like 
Tbilisi, Georgia is Rainbow uh, Rainbow Six Rogue. It was this is the Dreamcast game, so I think it would have been Rogue Spear. And they said they invaded Georgia, and I thought it also has deciduous trees. It's got all the right trees too. So I actually thought they were invading America, Georgia. Like I was like, oh, they're and I thought it was America for like almost two years of playing that game until somebody's like, no, dude, what are you talking about? I was like, well, it's Georgia, right? I'm like, right. No. I have one that I had much earlier, but a lot of people had when 76 came out is that there is Virginia and West Virginia. I had that in high school. Oh, dude. Just, you're like, oh. yeah, where you're like, what? Because geography, definitely not my specialty. And just, just general, at times, map knowledge, as much as I like history, like I can just be very spotty with that. So like in high school, when I found out that there was like a West Virginia, <laughs> you're just like, what? On top of a normal oh, Virginia? It makes I actually totally think that that's normal because like it is, and then state capitals that are the names of countries or whatever, mm. at times it can be really confusing, especially in America where people were just naming shit as they sprinted through it. So you got some really weird, weird ass naming conventions. Yeah, like I, I think the uh, New England Patriots, like I, I'm pretty sure they play out of Boston or something. And it, it, <laughs> yeah, and it's just exactly. like as a kid, I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're in the UK, you know, like they're. They're across the dude. The, it the, makes the total ocean. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I get it. I get it. Dude, how many times have were, when you were a kid did you know where Canada was on the map? Uh, I'm telling always, you right now, it took Canada, me but... years to figure out where the. Oh, you. But your sock or your your ice, whatever ice hockey yeah. too. So you may have known, but I didn't know for years. I couldn't figure out where Alaska was either. <laughs> like Alaska, Canada. I could because I don't know if you guys know, but Alaska was Russian. We got Alaska mm. from Russia. And so, but if you, that helps you sort of know where it is actually. But dude, it's confusing as fuck, man. Mm. Or Greenland has no, it's all ice and Iceland is all green. Yes. That like was the another names, one. Yeah, that was another dude, one. Yep. When I was a kid, Iceland meant fucking like wind blowing and people freezing to death. And mm. they're like, dude, what are you talking about? It was so confusing at the time to understand the names and and how they were named versus what they actually were. Yeah. Cody Richter's our next write in. Hey, green eggs and ham with the release of the next gen console or next generation upgrade of elder scrolls online coming out June 15th. I'm looking forward to getting back into this game. I played a bit of ESL when it launched, but I plan to get back into playing it with my girlfriend on PS five. That being said, she has never played an elder scrolls game or MMO like this, but she seemed interested in playing this with me. So that brings me to the next question. Do you guys have any pointers on which class, build, etc. she should play as a newbie that won't push her away from the game right off the bat? I can answer this because I literally had the same exact scenario, tit for tat, just a couple months ago when my girlfriend and I fired up Elder Scrolls Online. She had never played Elder Scrolls before. She was interested in it just as a game that we could play together. Um, she played as a, oh, of course, I'm going to forget the name. Uh, I'm going to have to look up the classes, but uh, I believe it was like a paladin or... That's not the right name. Um, it was a, oh, this is going to bug me. Give me one sec. I'm going to have to look it up. But really, I think anything melee tank based should be totally fine for a newcomer. I mean, El Elder Scrolls Online in general just isn't super complex in its combat. It's like block when they're glowing a certain color, stagger attack when they're glowing another color. And just go from there. Like Necromancer is one I I, they, I wouldn't recommend. Don't they warn you, Maddie? I'm I'm almost 100 percent sure when you choose classes, it tells you in the hint and says like for experienced players, 
for novice players. Is that not ESO? I could be wrong. It's been a long oh. time since I made an ESO character, but I thought they did that typical thing where they're like for novice players. I, maybe uh, I, I'm wrong they, on that. They I, might. They, they genuinely might. I'm on the website. Let me see if they mention it. They they don't. But you know how some games will say that when you're getting ready to choose a character, it'll state very. It'll have an asterisk and it'll mm. be like for no, for you know good for solo. They'll say they'll state that in a lot of MMOs. They'll just yes. state very clearly good for solo players. You know anybody who can heal and do damage is your good solo player. That's because you have yeah. to be able to like balance that. You know, balance I would, those two uh, things. I would tell her to play. This is the one that my girlfriend played as. Plays the Templar, um, not Paladin, but I was in the same ballpark. Uh, they're able to do a lot of damage, and they can heal themselves and allies. Heal. So it's just let her heal herself, of course. And you know, she has that alongside potions, and you know, you won't have to take care of her if she's not really experienced in action games. At least my girlfriend wasn't, so it was you know a good balance. The game's really newbie friendly. Yeah. Yeah, she can Probably really play what she wants. Friendly freaking MMO there is. I agree. The only thing that sucks is, is she, they're playing on console, and the HUD on console is. I thought it was good, and it is good if you're familiar with Skyrim. If you've never played Skyrim, you might find yourself explaining things that you typically wouldn't think you'd have to. Like my girlfriend, she's not like oh. a hardcore gamer, but she plays games every now and then enough to say she's a gamer. And I'd say she's familiar and intuitive enough to to figure things out on her own, of course. And she was confused by the HUD because one of them is the arrows. Because for us with Skyrim, it's like, it's a faded arrow. That means that it's a quest marker that we don't have active. It's, oh, a, it's a white arrow. Yeah. And there's different types of arrows. So it works for, if you're a Skyrim fan, it's been a game that's been around for a decade. So a lot of us have played it. But if you haven't, which my girlfriend hasn't, and it sounds like uh, Cody's hasn't, you might find yourself explaining these very meticulously different quest markers and how to identify them. And it can be a pain in the ass because then as I started to try to put it into words, I'm like, this actually is, it's good if you know what you're, you know, if you're familiar to a small extent, but if you're not, you're really hung out to dry there. So just keep that in mind. You might need to prepare to explain that, that, or just have her follow you. But you know, of course you want her to learn the game too. All right. Two questions left. This one comes from new Ukula stick. What up hammers? I somewhat recently finished Persona 5 Royal, and as a first-time Persona or even JRPG player, I was so hooked with the game, gameplay, and story. However, in capital letters, after I finished, I learned that I failed to actually unlock the Royal content to play the extra semester. Somehow, Oof. I think I missed indicators of the game telling me what is required to unlock the Royal stuff, probably because I was being a dumbass. So now to my question. First, Dustin and Maddie, who is your P5R best girl, and second... Have any of you had a similar experience of unknowingly missing out on content in a game? If so, how'd you find out? Probably too late for this week, but hope it makes it in next week. No, it's not. We, you, For those who want to know, you're free to throw questions in here up until like probably 5, 6 o'clock on the, on the day we record because we, we go pretty deep into the night. Dustin, if you would uh, like best girl, this girl. For Persona 5 Royal is Kitsumi, of course. Right? I disagree, but... Oh, okay. Well, fuck you. But go ahead. <laughs> I'm a. I, I like Makoto the most. I think she's the most interesting. Oh, of course you do. Yes, absolutely. Wow, absolutely. She's second. That's fine. Second. That's fine. I, I can accept that. I'm not now. When see, we I'm say like a best girl, online who defends best girl, like you know, I don't like. I look at it from an in, interest standpoint of like, hey, are they a good character? Yeah, not like sure. 
you know, I mean, these are these are high school students. I think a lot of people need to mm-hmm. recognize that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, let's talk about the nature of their character sure. and their arc, which I think Makoto has probably the sure. best one next to Kasumi. Keep defending yourself. Well, dude, defending get, the, yourself. get the fuck out of here. I'm not defending anything. I'm just saying in general that sure. this is something you that know. a hole that many people have dug themselves into. All right. And I refuse to put myself sure. in that hole. As you go to sleep with your fucking pillows from the chicks, <laughs> your six foot long pillow uh, persona pillow. It might be a sign because body pillow, body my, pillow. My uh, persona yeah, five display, display that I had hung up. I came into my studio today and it was like on the floor bent because it fell off the wall. So yeah, I was bent because it fell off the wall. Okay, it was bent. Dustin, yeah, please hey, take up some of the it. airspace. We, we know he fucked it. No, stop. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. What is it? There's Dis- a the hole display? in the plate. Okay. Right? The display? Yeah, yeah the, you the metal it. display. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Why did it bend? Well, it just because it, it very intense it fucking all on the end. <laughs> it crashed to the floor. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Glory hole. Because <laughs> it crashed to the oh, floor. Oh, it fell to the floor on its edge. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. How do you? Suck. Can you bend it back? On yeah, I tried like to. Or it, it is, but now that's I'm gonna, sort of I'm going to order some replacement magnets to hang it back up, and then Makoto will be back on my wall. Oh, it's funny yeah, we mentioned this. Silence he is didn't very ask telling, me, gentlemen. So, <laughs> he didn't ask me, so so fuck him and his question. But let me tell you something that I was excited for. I posted yesterday, and I got a bunch of shit. I don't get attracted towards girls in games. I think they're games. It doesn't work for I me. But Faith way, yeah. in Fallout Five is a broken freak and i guess that's my type like that just happens to be my type Wait, i like faith i faith in fallout or far cry 5 oh uh, codeine oh, oh. she had the tattoo she was transforming into characters she just summer dress mm-hmm. she rocks my world dude do you know how many dms i got over 100 of people telling me they were unfollowing me because i was championing drug use <laughs> because i I, I tweeted this. I said, you know, I don't know what it is. I really am attracted to her. Like, I re- it's a, one of the few. And people were livid about it. Livid. I, my DMs were just filled. And I was like, that's where we I are in humanity. One attractive game character for me is Bastila, for sure. Bastila is just... Somebody posted. Yeah. Somebody, I don't know if they you saw it, but somebody actually stated, oh, here comes Maddie with his Bastila Shen comment wait what because they just knew where yeah where? yeah go look at my twitter i tweet i tw- it's like the third response i tweeted this yesterday <laughs> i said you literally are called out in it no like right away fucking way. I, hold, on. hold on yeah i stated it's a long one i stated i'm rarely ever attracted to game characters just not into them however faith from far cry 5 she would probably knife me in my sleep but crazy summer dress dancing is my weirdness apparently that was my post and somebody literally pops in and states Maddie, two words with which Maddie will concur, Bastila Shin. And then he, oh, he didn't, con, he, he says, not that you asked, hashtag, but he did, uh, he did, I guess he didn't egg you, but he's, it's Sean, by the way, from your Discord. <laughs> oh, let's go. So Sean knew, Sean knew right away, man. Hey, two words with which Maddie will, may well concur, Bastila Sean. Yeah. 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 Sean. Yeah, Sean. I think it's a different Sean. I think Sean, characters but... in games. I think characters in games are hard. Um, I know Longest Journey, Chloe in Longest Journey also, I was very attracted to. And I found out later that it was because it was one of the first games they modeled feminine walk. Most games don't have the mo- didn't have the modeling, so the characters would all walk somewhat mm. the same. And Chloe had hips. She swayed 
because a woman's hips are connected in a different way than a guy's are. And she walked in a feminine way. And I remember the first time seeing that and being like, damn, I didn't know what it was at the time. Like I couldn't, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what it was that attracted me. I know Dustin thinks a lot of video game characters are attractive. Mm, I was actually trying to think of, uh, I mean, Miranda Mass Effect 2 of course of course dude yeah that genetically she was genetically formed to be attractive for her forearm lips where they fucked up her face model with the two giant puffy forearms she is really attractive man i liked ashley to be honest in mass effect i actually Hmm. always liked her voice too um her voice actress was good oh i'll toss out there while we're on bioware liliana oof Liliana. Round of applause for her. Yeah, Liliana from Dragon Age Origins and Inquisition. What she look remind me of what red, she looks like. What is she? She's redhead, the, uh... right? She does she run the assassin or the info guild? Yeah. 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 She was she was really I'm Pavardi. I'm a big brunette fan. Like Pavardi and like the hair mm. in fucking Outer Worlds was she was my jam. Well, I like this new Cortana. She's kind of cute and ditzy. Oh, do you? You know, yeah. I thought she was cool. Uh, I remember a lot of people Halo really Halo. liked Cortana in Halo Four because she had like nothing on. Oh yeah, dude. Well, and she suddenly got stacked as fuck. Like, dude, come on. Yeah, that, it, that had, was weird. Had, there was some. There was extra polygons that were applied. Yeah, yeah and a lot of people new... got attached. We'll just say because the second the new AI appeared, they're like AI with clothes. I'm like. Oof cares right wow wow fucking cares what were you gonna say dustin i was just gonna say i thought that she i liked her in that trailer whatever this new cortana she just seemed uh she seemed very cute i don't know she was like kind of like confused looking around i don't know Mm. something about her i'm into her be careful or maybe she's into cheap it's possible she, she inserts she gets inserted into chief that would make sense. That would, we don't that think, would line up. We don't... Uh, I don't even... Fucking depressing game. I do a little bit, though. I mean, we don't think, like... She's not your character. She's not, like, in Cortana. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I had a couple Cortana. of theories about her. Like, I think I think one valid theory is it's Cortana just pretending nothing happened. Oh, ho, ho! Yeah. You mean, like, it's fucking faux Cortana in some yeah, way? Like, like, she sharded herself? Yeah. And, like, she's, like it's, copied? Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, like, it's Cortana reformed, essentially, but it's still her, But and she knows, but she's not going to tell Chief and, like, just send him on a wild goose chase over nothing. Like, I feel pretty confident about that one. But. Interesting. Okay. We'll see. Think on it. Uh, what was our other? Qu- oh, have we ever had a similar experience of unknowingly missing out on content in a game? And if so, how did you find out? Surge. What did you miss in Surge? I missed. Surge Two had DLC in the middle, and it didn't tell you. Like Horizon Zero Dawn had fr- Frozen Wilds, and if you didn't talk to the dude, mm. you you could play it without really even knowing Frozen Wilds was a thing. Um, I I'm Surge Two. I had to go and search for when I went back and played it. Otherwise, I probably would have missed it. Mine was Persona oh. 4 Golden. I uh, I remember beating, I put in quotes, beating hmm. it, and I got the, uh, I, I accused the wrong person, we'll just say, and the credits roll. I remember like telling my friends, like, this game's incredible. I loved it. Like, I'm singing the praises of it. It was 50 hours long. I'm like, it's not too long. You should try it. And then I go back again, 
and I see online they're like the golden ending. I go, what is this? And I look and oh, I go, gotcha. I have not seen. I like saw five seconds. I went, nope, did not see any of it. So I look, and you bet your butt, there was like thirty more hours of content I had never seen. And so I went back and played it. I was like, this is already one of my favorite games. Now it's up there in the top five. So it was actually a pretty incredible experience for me. Probably not a loss for you, right? No, it was actually a gain, right? You go back and you just know there's so much more. I knew there was more waiting. I didn't know it would be that much. It was kind of crazy. Um, This is really dumb, but for me, I remember as a kid playing, guys, I'm not saying it for the meme, but I remember playing Tomba 2. I knew it. And when we got the strategy guide, we realized that there was an ability that if you had a Tomba 1 save on your... Uh, memory card you could unlock this new content or like this new quest line and we were so intrigued we went and rented tomba one in order to do it and it was like <laughs> a revelation so it was very cool at the do time. you own a copy of tomba do you like own a physical copy of this game no it's too fucking expensive tomba two. the copy i played my uh my uncle my uncle that's four years older than me that i like grew up with he still has it but I don't have a copy of my own because it's well over a hundred dollars for. Is Tomba a three D, like third person fighting game of some kind? No, Tomba no is like something. What I'm thinking of then? It's two D. It's like two point five. The second one is well, both of them actually are like two point five D, and they are like adventure, kind of Metroidvania, kind of. I don't know. They're very. Is there a popular? playstation game that starts with a t where it's like third person almost like power stone or like a and it was fighting i don't like toby 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 um t-o-b-i that's that's eye tracking okay it it, obviously it's not the same thing i can look it up but i think one of the main characters was like a bear or something like a stuffed Mm. bear it was super popular at the time stuffed Mm. bear this know. is called Tomba. Yeah, so it's not that. Okay. I this entire time you've been talking about that's the game I thought you were talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I'm know. thinking of like Tekken cuz Tekken had the fighting panda bear. That's exactly No, that's exactly what I'm thinking about as well. And um it was uh it was so popular. It was like I remember Yeah, man. I it, it feels like a, almost a third person brawler or something. Hmm. This game looks stupid. Fuck you, Maddie. You look stupid. Go fuck yourself. What are these pink fucking pigs on the box art? I quit. <laughs> I'm done. Goodbye. Uh, before you quit, we have two more questions. Before I'll do, okay, I'll finish <laughs> the questions, then I'll quit. Yeah, you'll finish for the audience, and then this is it. This is your last show. Uh, Natural Calamity is our final writing. Good morning, gents. I hope you had a decent E3 filled with exciting news and bombastic trailers. Now, for my questions that you definitely don't want to read, but are obligated to feed my addiction. Number one, do you think the comp- uh, competitors look at each other like we think they do? Does Battlefield look at Call of Duty? Does Xbox look at PlayStation? Do you think they are always trying to one-up each other, or is it just an illusion that the fans have put up? And do they make decisions more like a swimmer trying to one-up themselves? I, I imagine uh, they have to look at each other to some extent. I don't think it's as extreme as fans make it out to be, though. No, it definitely is. Like, there was that leaked thing where Microsoft had internal reviews of... The Last of Us Part Two, like they're they're definitely very closely watching each other. Am I am I wait? Do we think competitors look at each other like they think they do? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hmm. If you're fucking up, if you're not, in my opinion, I mean, I'm always checking out what other gaming content creators are doing. Not that I want to copy them, but you got to you. That's like a way to let other people test out stuff like you're like, oh, this person tried this and it didn't work out. Right. Yeah. So then you can use that to influence the things that you want to test out. And mm -hmm. so that's the same thing with like Battlefield uh, five or whatever would have never made a battle royale game if other companies hadn't done it and been successful at it. So, yeah, they're always watching each other. Always. Good, good point. Second question. We keep hearing Maddie say he wants Xbox to hit Sony with a Falcon punch. And I, this I definitely didn't say. And wipe the stage with Sony fanboys. And my question is, what would that be? Starfield gameplay, Wolfenstein, Doom Internal sequel, or uh, to Doom Internal sequel to Eternal, maybe Elder Scrolls Six. Do you think they have uh, even this? Um, do you think they even have this announcement and are just waiting for the opportune time to strike Sony? I should just clarify real quick that when I say I want Xbox to hit Sony, it's not because of like a fanboy thing. It's because I know Sony will hit back, but also because Xbox had momentum, I anticipated a big swing, which I don't think they really took this E3. I don't think they did. I think they did a good job. But um, if anything, what do you guys think that big swing would be? To me, it was getting an old IP and making it Xbox exclusive, right? Like we, we speculated a little bit on defining Duke of what if, because of the Kojima to Xbox rumors, what if we took Kojima, Metal Gear, and made an Xbox exclusive? That would be ridiculous. I anticipated something like that as being the big swing. But, you know, maybe something like Elder Scrolls Six exclusivity is that big swing. It's just something we already know about. Um, so to wrap things up, and really we could go the opposite way. What does a Sony swing at Xbox look like? What do you both think of that? And I know, Carrick, we've talked about it at a point of redundancy. So if you feel like sitting out on this question, I understand. Still looking for this game. No, I'll just say um, I... Uh... I think their big swing was Bethesda and exclusives and the big swing can't be for everybody because no game is liked by everybody mm. just look at Death Stranding I don't like it most people do right so a big swing will never work it'll never be as big as you think it'll be it just won't um, KOTOR would be huge but it would only be huge to the people who played fucking KOTOR and it's years old so there's just there's no real way to do a killer I mean Bethesda's big Bethesda is probably the biggest you're going to see just money wise. It's just it's sort of ridiculous. Like when now now that they have stated the exclusivity, I would say that was their and and you can't knock out Sony because Sony um doesn't get rated the same way as Microsoft does and Microsoft doesn't get rated the way same way Sony does because their fans are slightly different. Mm. It'll just never be on it'll never be par. It'll never Nintendo same way. Nintendo doesn't know how to do online at all. And people are like, that's okay. So, <laughs> like, how do you how do you hit? But how do you do? There is no foul. I don't think anybody's ever explained to me a one hit punch that would work. Mm. It just doesn't. Too many fans liking too many things, which in a weird way is awesome, because then it also doesn't hinge on that Falcon Punch being hit. It hinges on just a ton of games, which is what we're getting from everybody. Well said, Carrick. Dustin, do you have anything to add to that? 
Um, I think that, I mean, something that would be a Falcon punch. I think, Maddie, what you said, like something like Metal Gear or just getting Kojima, I think would be painful for the Sony fans, uh, you know, because he has such a precedent. So that would be painful for them. I mean, again, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Manny, that, I mean, sure, I have my preference. When it comes to the two consoles, I prefer PlayStation, but I have a Series X that I play, especially now more than ever, I've been playing Series X all the time. And then I mostly, I play a lot of stuff on PC too, but um, so it really doesn't matter to me because I can just play it anywhere, but I can understand if you're a Sony fan and that's what you can afford and you like those games, so you go with that platform and then you find out you can't have something anymore. Uh, and that's how you chose to invest initially. I can, that's understandably disappointing, but right. So something like that. Right on. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you for all the write-ins that we got. We appreciate you. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, this E3 recap of the best and the worst the events had to offer. And we're looking forward to seeing what you write in the comments, maybe uh, what you thought uh, about the show and what you liked and disliked. Uh, so go ahead, fire away, and be sure to add the hashtag Carrick Stretching. Sorry, no. I. What game are you talking about, uh, Dustin? What's the T game? The 2D, Tomba. what's it called? Tomba. So I'm talking about Tobol, number one. Tobol, number one. T-O-B-A-L, number one, by Dream Factory and Squaresoft. Hmm. So this was an oh. old PlayStation 1 game, and it was, like, considered... Uh, uh, it was, like, one of those really odd, um, almost like a Streets of Rage-style games. Hmm. That's what yeah. I thought you've been talking about this entire fucking Dude. time. So I've been so confused. That's so this game has okay. uh, Kira Toriyama art. Really? It's like Dragon Dude, Ball. Dude, it yeah, yeah, it's Dragon Ball. It's like it was a huge deal for the longest period of time. And that's so so sometimes my confusion about when specifically this game that comes up, I could never figure out why Maddie would tease it. I was like, what the fuck, man? I thought this game was like super popular. I don't know if he was teasing it on purpose or he was just throwing shit, but uh the game was like a big deal for a while. <laughs> I don't know. Do you not like this Tobol game or Toba? I don't know anything about Maddie? it. Oh, I oh, just, Maddie. Eddie. I just always hear Dustin bring it up, and it's just like now I'm obliged to dislike <laughs> it, you know? Now you're obliged to dislike uh, it. I got gotcha. you. Contractually obligated Maddie, to I smear Maddie, I hope Kotor never comes back. It, it will. Ever. Wow. It will. I hope it never. No. I hope it comes back, and then you're not able to play it. Your, your hands get <laughs> I'm dead. Like... Off. <laughs> just, I don't want you to be dead. dead. Just, all up to dead. Not dead, but up to that. So he's okay if you're just an invalid. Doesn't like want you dead. Yeah, I'm just in, in a permanent sleep. <laughs> well, yeah. That, what if Maddie, Maddie so cares much. so much about uh, Kotor, and then when it comes back, his passion for games disappears. It's like it's what I've what always oh, wanted, wow. and now I don't even care. Yeah, <laughs> don't meet your heroes, heroes baby. Don't just a real grim, heroes. dark realization. I got what I wanted. It wasn't enough. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, you're just like it's. There's nothing to talk about ever again. What? Uh, so we're trying to figure out. Uh, what are you calling it? We're trying to figure out. Um, hashtag. Uh, yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag. Hmm. Hmm. Hashtag. Well, okay, we talked about E3, and we talked good stuff and stinkers, and we talked about chaos. Final Fantasy chaos. Uh. <laughs> 
I don't know. What was the standout moment of the show? I feel like we had a pretty good flow the whole time where it's hard to pick a standout moment. Usually you have like those ups and not ups and downs, like there's bad parts, but you can feel the peaks more. I don't know if we, right. I feel like we were consistently up. So I don't know if we had to necessarily a peak. Um, consistently up. Man. There we go. Hashtag consistently consistently up, up or peak. Yeah. yeah, yeah ha- hashtag hashtag consistently is a, up a fucking boner joke, me. but you know, we'll, I know uh, dude, yeah, it's just like, make a hashtag hashtag at this point. like, it's just <laughs> <laughs> insistently. Is that what it, consistently up? Consistently up. Yeah. Consistently, consistently up. up. Sounds awesome. Bro. Because here's the thing. It's a test. It's a test. If you're not going to spell it right or do it right or post it in your tweet, we won't respond to you. Mm-hmm. When they take the time to say like hashtag consistently up, I know that at the minimum, they took the time to at least type that out, which is pretty rare for most fans. Most fans <laughs> yeah. won't even do that. So yeah. yeah. Consistently up. I like it. All right. Perfect. Let us know if you got this deep. We look forward to hearing from all of you. And until then, we'll see you. Next time with episode 307, all right? Peace out. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 